And welcome to another edition of Dropping That Culture with JD and AJ. I'm JD. I'm AJ. And tonight we're going to do it another watch along. Tonight our uh, special features actually voted by uh, our fans. Yeah. Which is actually wonderful. Uh, thanks to the wonderful people over at Belsaverse, we did a poll actually a couple weeks ago of uh, different action movies. And the one that was our winner tonight, the 1985 Arnold Schwarzenegger classic, Commando. What's not to love? I know. Arnold Schwarzenegger, it's explosions. Something that may or may not feel like a tacked on love interest. Who knows? Yeah. We're going to get to that here in short order. It definitely feels like a tacked on love interest. <laughs> <laughs> he literally could have left her about a dozen times and the movie would have still worked. Yeah, she, yeah, she's like that theory of uh, the Indiana Jones thing from the Big Bang Theory. Right? Yeah, Big Bang Theory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to get to all that here in short order. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, in keeping with our normal track, we're going to have to get into, uh, well, Seven Degrees of Separation from Eddie Murphy. Yeah, right. Before we're going to jump too far into anything. All right. And uh, in honor of this film, I'm going to go with Alyssa Milano. Very good choice. We can actually go through this movie. Okay, so Alyssa Milano was in Commando uh, with, uh, oh, it's super easy, with David Patrick Kelly. David Patrick Kelly was in 48 Hours with Eddie Murphy. That was way too easy. That was extremely easy. That was way, way easier than I thought <laughs> that it was going to be. That was extremely easy. Yeah. Natalie Portman. Good one. Good choice. Go, go with another, another child actor oh, who survived. Okay. Uh, Natalie Portman was in Leon Professional with... Uh, what is that actor's name? Actually, you know what? I'm not going to go there. I'll take that back. Natalie Portman was in Thor with... Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins was in Bad Company with Chris Rock. Chris Rock was in Boomerang with Eddie Murphy. All right, that's, that's, that's solid. Yeah. I, I'm really glad you didn't go the Star Wars route to go to Sam Jackson to get all the way there. I could go that route. I was thinking that too, but then I was like, you know what? Let's, let's try something else. I, I appreciate it because that would have been way too easy. All right, so that was Natalie Portman and Alyssa Milano. Let's, now, go, let's go one more for good measure. You know one, what? one more for good measure? Yeah, give all me right. one. Give me one. Um, Come on. A lot of airtime here. Yeah, no. You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm going to probably... It's going to be easier than it should be, but I'm just going to go with it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Patrick Stewart. Oh, so Patrick. Okay, good choice. <laughs> ah, that's an easy one, too. I know. I figured it. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Patrick was in X-Men with Halle Berry. Halle Berry was in Boomerang with Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> So there's three you're just, you're just loving the fact that after I finally got you, <laughs> you on the one, you've been able to I just... Look, I looked up everybody. It's all I boomerang. I, I looked out everybody I could look up. Every Eddie Murphy looked up. Right. Every cast member. I'm making sure that does not happen again. Because <laughs> goddamn, you pissed me off with that Mandy Moore shit, man. <laughs> I, I you, know she really, got a, you know she got a star recently on the Walk of Fame, right? I mean, I think you have to pay for it. It's like $130,000 is all. <laughs> She got one. She got one. I'm just saying. I mean, good for her. All right. So we got. I mean, you have yeah. to. You have to have approval to spend that amount of money to get your star or whatever it is. I mean, they wouldn't give us approval. Isn't there like? Isn't there like a movies. writing campaign too or something like that? Uh, I mean, I think they have them, and then they take that and like because if I remember, I think it's the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce. They go to whoever it is, and then you pay to put your star out there, and they do a little ceremony and all that shit. I must say, I think that's how Rick Baker got his. Yeah, probably. People voted for the shit, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I would be surprised if, if Rick went that route. Somebody pays for it, and it's usually not the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce, from what I understand. Gotcha. Okay, so we got three for three. Uh, Sir Patrick Stewart, Natalie Portman, <laughs> and Alyssa Milano. Boom. All right, so let's go into our other segment, 
What would Busey say? Now, last week, we had one of our Roseanne Barr. Unfortunately, our uh, podcast had some te- technical difficulties, and we weren't able to get that one out. So, I want to see if I could try a whole new one using that same subject matter. Because we tried to do it on Bells of Verse. Nobody really gave us any suggestions. But I'm going to go ahead and uh, knock it down anyway. So, here we go. <clears throat> Roseanne Barr. Uh, I'm tell you something. I love me a big thick woman like that, <laughs> domestic goddess. Oh yeah, <laughs> had me thinking about all kinds of crazy shit. <laughs> oh, oh, you remember when I said I had a big crush on our Lord Metcalf? Oh yeah, man. <laughs> Can you imagine that threesome? Oh my God, Roseanne on one end, Lord Metcalf on another, me in the middle. Oh my God. <laughs> be a lot of furniture moving in there <laughs> and then after that we can go down to a ball game maybe I can convince them to let her uh, I mean, her I mean Roseanne let her sing the national anthem again I really love her rendition of the national anthem I mean it's so authentic and so real I mean so so many of these other people do the you know the Whitney Houston you know the hey, you know the free home of the brave that kind of bullshit Dude. her oh my god that was the most wonderful rendition of the Star Spangled Banner I ever heard in my goddamn life. Tiger blood. <laughs> Dude, this is like Reverend Brown from, yeah, the, from Coming to America. There's too much the, of that in there. This the, 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 like, no, no, Reverend Brown. Yes. Uh, no, I, I didn't do all that. I didn't do all that. You were know. <laughs> having this heavy. <laughs> I didn't go that fuck. <laughs> I didn't come here to preach y'all this evening. But you know, when I look at these contestants, ha, for the Miss Black Awareness pageant, ha, I feel good, because I know there's a God ha, somewhere. There's a God somewhere. You know they're bringing him back, right? Dude, they're better. No, they, they oh. got, I've seen set pictures. They're bringing back. You know what? Around. I'm going to give you before you leave. I've told you about it a few more times. Mm-hmm. I found an old Pernox. I was putting some stuff away recently. Mm-hmm. The treatment, sexual chocolate. Randy Washington, sexual chocolates. <laughs> I want you to read it. Maybe we can talk about doing it for a, a podcast or something. You, you have it here? Yeah, I've got it. Please. I, I I'm going to give this. it to you before you leave. I want you to read it. We'll, maybe we'll, we'll work it into something. <laughs> that sounds great already. Sexual chocolate. I didn't mean to snort on our podcast, but that was fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, it would be great. I'd love to see it. That'd be fantastic. All right, so now that we uh, got all those uh, nice little segments out the way, there is a little bit of uh, movie news out there. There's a couple things that have been happening recently. Uh, I think I posted about this. Uh, the one thing that's really been kicking off in terms of TV, especially for your, us uh, comic book fans, the uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover has been leaking a lot of pictures lately, and it's showing some really crazy... They, they're actually going all out for this, man. I think they're trying, they're trying to make it... The TV equivalent of Avengers Endgame. They are bringing out all the guns. Like like I said, we talked about this before. Like They're they going into all the different Warner Brothers own DC properties, bringing back all the different people and whatnot. But they're recently... Uh, well, and they're, they're spending it, too, on the art side, too, from what I hear. I mean, they're see. staying busy around the clock. Yeah, the, the ones they released today, which were really cool, they show uh, Brandon Routh in full Superman regalia once again. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's an older Superman, and uh, well, they have I, to be at this point. It, the suit looks very similar to the Superman Return suit, except they changed the S symbol uh, because of the fact they try. I think they're trying to make him. Uh, there's an actual Elseworlds story. Elseworlds, sorry, story called Kingdom Come, where it's like uh, kind of a, 
a post-apocalyptic future. Okay. All the heroes are older. One of them is an older Superman. He has like a, you know how they have the S with the yellow and shit? Yeah, yeah. And his is black. Yeah, you know, I mean, I've noticed there's been yeah. a trend in these comic books towards dystopia. It, they've always been like I mean, that's just, that's just the thing, especially right now. Because, like, I mean, think about all the origin ones, the different ones they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a darkness or something's got to be fought against, but they always kind of land more towards a triumphant end. Mm-hmm. I'm just not getting that anymore. Now, this particular story, I believe, has been around for at least 15, 20 years. And the uh, artwork's done by um, the acclaimed Alex Ross. Huh. And it looks fantastic. But, huh. yeah, that uh, they used that Superman. And also they brought back, from that same storyline, there's a, another version of Batman. He's older and he's, like, crippled from all the years of being Batman. Yeah. And, the, and the person they picked to choose to... Uh, no, no. <laughs> Actually, another good get... They got Kevin Conroy from Batman the Animated Series, who's been, like, right. who's been like the voice of Batman since like 1992. That's a good get. And uh, yeah, he's playing Bruce Wayne. And I can imagine hearing that, that Batman voice for live action for the first time. So, oh my God. Well, it's going to be nice to, to get him out from, you know, behind a microphone finally. Have you ever seen him? No. He looks like the Joker. That's, so what? <laughs> I, I'm so happy because he's, look, it works because he's playing the old crippled beat up Bruce Wayne. That's true. I mean, it works. He doesn't have to go out there and try to do all the crazy Christian Bale shit and, you know, parkour yeah. kind of crap. Like, Yeah, I'll give you that. And another good get, especially for us old uh, WBCW fans, uh, they bring back Tom Welling as uh, Clark Kent Superman from Smallville. Hmm. And he's in plaid, which if you know if you know the show, the motherfucker always wore plaid. <laughs> so, yeah, they bring him back into plaid and looks like an older Superman. Looks, still looks great. Big ass dude. He, yeah, he got a little more buff now, but <laughs> but yeah, uh, it looks great, man. They bringing out all the stuff, and also they're bringing into it shows that aren't necessarily part of the canon. In particular, Black Lightning. Now, oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Black Lightning is kind of its own thing. All the all the other Arrowverse shows like uh, Arrow, Flash, Supergirl, all of them, they kind of work together. Where in this one, they're jumping into different dimensions, so they're getting different people. One of them is Black Lightning. So they're going to his world, they're getting him to help save uh, the multiverse. Okay. So uh, the actual crossover itself starts, I believe, early December, like the first week of December. And uh, I'm looking forward to it, man, because I, I love this stuff. I, I've been a big fan of the Arrowverse since it began. And I can't wait because I know it's gonna be fucking killer. All every every year they do a crossover around Christmas time, around Thanksgiving time frame. It's always killer. The only one that wasn't killer was the second one. It was just okay. Hmm. Everyone other than that has been phenomenal. Well, what do you think sucked uh, or made it okay about the second one? I don't know. They the storylines during that particular time frame were kind of mopey, and it really took away from like too emo. The, yeah, way too emo and like. We got all these great superheroes. It was like the first gathering of pretty much everybody. And it's kind of clustered and it didn't really flow well. Hmm. Uh, the sec- the one they did after that, which I believe was Crisis on Earth X, uh, recently, yeah, that was really good. So I'm looking forward to it. They're getting better and better with these crossovers. The one they did last year was called Elseworlds, where it was just really just a flash and arrow going into different dimensions and shit. And it was really, really good. It kind of set up this one. Because they, okay. they announced this one like a year ago. So oh, right, right, the right. very ending of Crisis on... Uh, no, the very ending of Elseworlds was the promotion for this crossover coming up. So it's, like I said, they're kind of doing the Avengers thing here. Well, I mean, as they should. I mean, it's... You, you, you can't really touch what they've been able to do with the Marvel properties across the board, especially since Disney got involved. 
they've merchandised and built a hell of a business around it. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I mean, even though DC is kind of its own thing, they kind of split up a little bit with what they got going on and, you know, between Warners and everybody else. Mm -hmm. They just haven't really capitalized on anything other than Batman, really. And they yeah. had all those misstarts with Superman, so they, they yeah. got to get it rolling. And a couple of things, because of the fact we uh, did a whole show last week on Disney+, Plus, they're actually adding a couple of new things of content because of the success of the initial, the initial success of Disney+. Plus. Hmm. One, which really caught my eye, and I posted about it today, Willow. Oh, really? They're doing a Willow series. Oh, shit. Yeah, Willow. And then also, they're bringing back Robert Downey Jr., for Iron Man, like I said, I told you about the What If show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're bringing him back for that, and Dude, that's I, I, right. I believe he also has a cameo in the upcoming uh, Black Widow movie. But it's a prequel, so he, he's technically still alive. So, oh, that's good. But yeah, so they, they, both of those should be killer, man. And I'm looking forward to it. and It's going to be really, really dope. You know something else I'm excited about? I'm listening. Well, we've we've got uh, we got two sponsors. Yes, we do actually. Why don't you go ahead and go to your sponsor first? So we are uh, we're sponsored by uh, U.S. Hooker, um, ushooker.com, and that uh, says here, uh, <laughs> ushooker.com for all your rugby needs. It's hookerific. So ushooker.com. Um, yeah, thanks to the guys at ushooker.com. Thank you for um, for all of this uh, here. I guess we'll get some T-shirts and. I mean, I wear stuff that says U.S. Hooker on it. We'd, you know, we get you some says U.S. Hooker. I would, but if I do it, it'll mean a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, in all seriousness, ushooker.com does have some really cool rugby shit. Check it out. Mm -hmm. Get into the game. Uh, it, it's like going from boxing to MMA. Yeah. You'll have a hard time watching football afterwards. Yeah, my thing is this, though. Like, if I do it, I'll probably come across as like, oh, U.S. Hooker, so he's a xenophobic man whore. <laughs> Well, there's a lot of other shit there, too. They got a lot of double entendre, but a lot of other stuff that's just great, good rugby stuff to people who want to go and enjoy the sport and kind of have a new little lifestyle with it. Yeah. And then I'm really excited about the, uh, the sponsor you're going to tell us about. You're damn right. Uh, we're actually starting this right now. Belserverse. Uh, right now, we are in works of... Uh, we just introduced some uh, wonderful Belserverse merchandise uh, available through uh, teespring.com. Uh, excuse me. Uh, actually, what you can do is go to the Teespring site and look up their stores and just look up Belserverse. Uh, we've got a current uh, t-shirt on there right now, which is done in uh, Shaolin style, Kung Fu style, kind of to commemorate my love of uh, Kung Fu movies and those who do love Kung Fu movies. We have it in different sizes for males and females. And uh, basically, go on there, click on the design you want. They will uh, make it for you. They'll ship it to you. And, uh, you know, it helps out uh, Belsaverse in terms of us uh, getting to the next level. We also, uh, I'm actually proud to announce uh, we're in the beginning stages of a Belsaverse website. About and, time. Yeah. So uh, I've been doing Belsaverse on my Instagram and my Facebook for years. So we're getting a good following and people are telling people about it. And I'm really excited. Uh, we're, like I said, we're in the early stages. Once we have the official launch, I will let everybody know. But Belsaverse.com is on the way, folks. So again, Belsaverse. Go to teespring.com. Get yourself some Belsaverse merchandise. Check it out. Join the movement, people. Hey, so when you, when you say there's t-shirts for men and women, mm -hmm. is it men and women can both buy the same t-shirt? Or is it like a women's cut of the t-shirt? 
Basically, yeah, they can do uh, like men's cut, men's cut on the t-shirt. They because can, I, I need something that's gonna accentuate my shoulders a little better, and the men's cuts generally a little too baggy. Ladies and gentlemen, you can't see it, but as he's talking about the uh, <laughs> accentuate the cuts and stuff, he's actually doing movements with his hands around his shoulders. I want you to see the area. I'm yeah. just pointing out to you the area where I want accentuated. And I'm pointing out that it's really, really <laughs> disturbing. <laughs> so. But yes, there are uh, male and female shirts on there. And we're actually going to um, work with some other designs. Uh, most of the, uh, actually all the shirts have been designed by me, yours truly. And I'll um, be working on a couple other new designs so uh, to uh, go with other styles, etc., etc. So I would say this is just the beginning. Let's get this thing started. Uh, we're going to bring out some more merch. I think they can go into like, get, eventually get like socks and stuff like that and hoodies. Nice. That'd be dope, man. Like get yourself a Belsiverse hoodie, man. Be dope, baby. 100% dopeness. <laughs> That's my catchphrase, by the way. Dopeness. <laughs> it's going to be on a shirt. It is on the shirt, actually. Good. <laughs> oh, yes. And coming soon, mm -hmm. movie magic. Oh, yeah. We, oh, we definitely going to do a movie magic. We're going to ma do a movie magic We got to do one for uh, dropping that culture with JD and AJ. We're definitely going to sure. do a movie magic one. And maybe a Seven Degrees of Eddie Murphy. What would Busey say? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> WWBS will make it on a shirt. <laughs> what would Busey say? <laughs> all right so uh, you want to get into this damn right i do so let's go ahead and uh, while you're doing it uh, to the beginning let me get this thing all set up here make sure we're ready to rock and roll yeah so we're gonna uh, go ahead and knock it and get it back to the uh beginning mark and uh if you're watching it with us we are pressing play now all right turn that down so i don't get don't want to have one of those uh copyright issues no we do not not at all we mumbling along here all right so, like I said, we are watching uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Commando. Well, and see, you, you always dug, not to interrupt you too much, but I know you always dug these older older title cards, these mm -hmm. older bumpers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one is about as old as it freaking gets. 20th Century Fox, man, yeah. The Just the, the beginning of animation. The non-HD one with the with the really rough sound. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. <laughs> So, like I said, Commando was released in uh, October of 1985, and originally it was conceived as a vehicle for, guess who? Gene Simmons. <laughs> I swear to God. Then there's no way in hell it was a Gene Simmons it was, it was actually conceived as a vehicle for Gene Simmons, because... I got caught bullshit. No, no. How was it no. Gene Simmons? It was Gene Simmons. I'm going to get into that, actually. Uh, he, Did you he, want a curly-haired guy out here doing this shit? Can I, can I get the okay, guy that right, right, please? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, so like uh, after he did uh, <laughs> Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park for NBC, <laughs> uh, Mr. Simmons actually went on a little bit of an acting bug. Now, if you remember, he was the bad guy in that Tom Selleck movie, Runaway. Yeah. Yeah. So he was like a robot expert, and he had the, all these killer robots and whatnot. And it actually have a really dope scene in that movie where it's like Tom Selleck and him in like an abandoned uh, building or something like that, and the... Like spider, there's like spider robots that shoot acid and they're like attacking Tom Selleck. It's actually pretty cool. He also did a couple of episodes of Miami Vice and he was a movie, he was in a, a DJ in a movie called uh, Trick or Treat. Uh, but yeah, he actually turned this down <laughs> because uh, actually uh, the original screenwriters were his friends. And uh, actually, we're looking at the scene right now, opening very much. 80s now, this style. is about the only part in this that I think Gene could have played. Yeah. Getting shot dead at the bottom of his driveway. Yeah. Well, uh, getting shot and killed by Mr. Bill Duke, veteran actor. We'll get more on him later. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, also, uh, while uh, when the actual original screenplay itself was conceived, 
Uh, it was actually uh, written by uh, Jeff Loeb and Matt Weissman. Now, guess what their first collaboration was? And it also is a, was really. I'm actually, you know, I'm going to do a little guessing game with it. Now, their first collaboration together in terms of screenwriting was in 1985. And what was the other movie in 1985 that Michael J. Fox starred in other than Back to the Future? Oh, dude, I don't even remember. They had a sequel to it, and actually they made it into an MTV series. Teen Wolf? Teen Wolf. That was their first collaboration. Teen Wolf. I thought they came out after. I didn't realize that was 85. Teen Wolf and uh, Back to the Future, actually, I think they came out like the, the same time frame, and you see like a lot of the same sets in both movies. And I believe uh, at one point during the release... Uh, Teen Wolf, well, I'm sorry, Back to the Future was the number one movie in the country. Teen Wolf was number two. Hmm. So, yeah, came out the same year. But, uh, actually, the script itself was actually inspired by a DC Comics character that a lot of people don't even realize that. It was actually inspired by a character called Sergeant Rock. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah there was a character in DC Comics where he's basically like this, like, military guy. Uh, and he would go on, like, dirty dozen, like, adventures during World War II. Okay. And that was the initial, uh... Uh, framing, of, framing of this story and, okay. and uh, Jeff Loeb himself uh, will go on to become a very prolific producer and actually a uh, comic book writer he wrote for both DC and Marvel a lot of different books he wrote Superman, he wrote uh, Fantastic Four, a bunch of different characters my favorite run of him personally as a, as, as a writer was actually he did a character just a couple years ago called uh, Nova um, hmm. Which is basically just a, which is basically it was an established character, but he did a new version of it uh, as a kid, and it really, uh, really reinvigorated that character to the point where now, like in most media uh, uh, appearances of Nova, the character is usually this this version, the, the Jeff Loeb version. Hmm. But Jeff Loeb would go on to become the head of, of uh, Marvel Television. He did uh, producing and writing for shows like Smallville, Lost. Heroes on NBC, yep. and basically all of the uh, Netflix Marvel shows. He was the executive producer on all of them. Sorry, I'm slightly distracted because I'm just imagining Gene Simmons carrying this log and chainsaw through that the is forest. Right. That is right. <laughs> and now we got our first shot of Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger looking uber macho. And actually the director... That is, I'm sorry, yeah. I just have to say, yeah. that is... Just the most bullshit set log, <laughs> prop log I've ever seen in my life. Look at the look at the texture of that thing. Yeah, it's actually made of balsa wood. <laughs> yeah, I actually, absolutely, I was actually getting into that. Yeah, it's made of balsa wood. But uh, like I said, uh, he shot it that way with the muscles and showing him like uh, from like the downward angle. Make him look bigger. Yeah, make him look bigger. Make him look like the invincible man of the earth coming from the forest. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, and give a good established shot. Now we got a shadow coming up behind Arnold as he's chopping wood with relative ease. And we've already watched three guys get murdered. <laughs> yeah, we definitely have. Ah, uh, she's uh, in the reflection. Uh, see the reflection. And he just completely changes the tone of the movie <laughs> in just one second. Ah, ah, it's his daughter. Yeah. Oh, Melissa Milano. Yeah, young Melissa oh. Milano. We got our first little silvers, a silvers picture production. Which did you did you ever <laughs> you ever heard him talk, Joe Joe Silver? No, uh, I've seen certain like back behind the scenes he's, things. He's a pretty introspective guy. Yes, he is. He's very interesting to listen to. Yes, he is. <laughs> he's had a hell of a career. Yeah, he's very bombastic. Like if you really like listen to it. stuff, like like just look at some of the like he pretty much ruled. Like, he was one of the people that ruled the 80s in terms of action movies. Well, when he was a kid, he was dyslexic. Yeah. He was actually way behind starting out. I think it was his grandma mm -hmm. that I was hearing him talk about pushed him to mm -hmm. go out and just be, you know, basically the biggest badass he could be. And now he's, he's obviously one of the 
the top producers in all of Hollywood. Oh my has God. been for a lot. For his his resume 20, 30 for years. Yeah, his resume At speaks least. for itself. Let's go down the list. Just a little bit of the list. The Warriors. Yep. Forty eight hours. Yep. This movie, Commando. Then going into later, Predator. Die Hard one and two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Lethal Weapon. That's that's Joel Silver. Yeah. So yeah, he he's doing good. He did. He did pretty well for himself. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. In the modern times, man. I was, say, I, I was just about to say the Matrix. <laughs> there you go, man. Uh, yeah, you like can't. You can't leave it in like '92. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. But the Matrix. Yeah, he's the, he's the producer. See right there, executive producers. Yeah, Jeff Loeb and Matt Weissman. No, they're, associate producers. I'm sorry. I apologize. Associate it, producers. It's different. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, I got you. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> All right. So, uh, and the movie is actually directed by uh, Matt L. Lister. And come to find out, he actually never met the original writers at all. Uh, <laughs> he uh, basically came onto it when uh, Mr. Stephen A. Stephen E. D'Souza took over the script. Now, talk about another heavy hitter. Stephen E. D'Souza. Most of those silver Yeah, most of those silver pictures we just announced were written by Stephen E. D'Souza, including my favorite Die Hard. Yep. So, and he's he's still out there killing it. Oh my god, man. I love Stephen E. D'Souza screenplays, man. It's so good. And even though this one's kind of got some ridiculous kind of campy shit, yeah. it doesn't matter. Because there's such a wide, wide variety and body of work with this guy. True. Because like you go to Die Hard, Die Hard's funny and mm-hmm. it's sarcastic and it's mm-hmm. twisted. Yeah. This one, as we're going to get to in a couple of these lines, yes. it's like, what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> but it still works. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of those ones that's not, it doesn't quite cross the barrier of being so bad that it's good. Yes. It's just a moment in it that makes you go, what the hell? Okay. Like so, the Expendables. Yeah. So the original treatment of this movie was actually about an Israeli soldier who turned his back on violence, but was, of course, forced out of retirement when his wife and daughter are kidnapped. Now, the D'Souza contributions to the screenplay here is that he moved the kidnapping from the middle of the movie to right here to the beginning of the movie, and also he completely cut the wife out. So those are really some of his... Also, he adjusted a lot of the lines for Arnold's uh, Austrian accent. Well, and I'm thinking he he probably also helped tack on the love interest. I'm pretty sure he did. <laughs> yeah. But that was the original treatment of this movie. He wasn't, he wasn't this big Austrian oak. He was Israeli. I mean, one yeah. weird accent for another. Basically, yeah. That's and basically what they went with. And Arnold, at this point, you can tell just by the body, he's like in uber workout mode. Like, uh, like he would, apparently he would run three to five miles a day and pump iron for at least an hour prior to shooting. And uh, also, I think at this point, he was like benching like 450, so that balsa wood log was nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you see here we got a helicopter here <laughs> in this wonderful rustic little home. It's actually a really nice house. I mean, it wouldn't be bad, although you know, in California, fire season and everything. Yeah, it will suck during that. But other than that, it's a very beautiful house, very remote. It would be a dope house, like a dope summer house. Dude, it'd be a great place to sit out, sit back, smoke some cigars, mm-hmm. drink some whiskey, and also uh, going back to the Sergeant Rock inspiration. What they did was in, kind of leaving little things in there. This guy here, uh, General Franklin Kirby, the first name Franklin is Rock's first name, and our hero, Schwarzenegger, John Matrix, <laughs> Matrix, yeah, John Matrix, uh, uh, John is uh, Rock's middle name, so they kept that in there, just a, just a little nod. Well, you gotta have a nod to the, uh, the origin. Yeah, just a, just a bit. <laughs> And Arnold, I don't know how the hell Arnold, as big as he is, is stealthy. But, but apparently he is. Yeah. <laughs> Very stealthy. Movie magic. 
<laughs> yes, movie magic. And uh, we got a uh, Jenny Matrix. That was weird. I'm sorry, that was a weird last name, Matrix. You know what else is weird? What? That apparently for some time in the 1980s, and yeah. I've only ever been able to find it in the movies, all generals wore sweaters everywhere. That's true. Have you noticed this shit? That is true. I, I can't think of a time I've ever seen a photo of a general actually wearing a sweater, but this became like a thing almost mm-hmm. always in, you know, ridiculous kind of over-the-top action movies. And, and they shit. all look like they've never worked out a day in their life. Yeah, they all look... They all look soft as can be. Yeah. Now, I've seen generals um, being proud of military, and yeah, they look nothing like this. They, they look like, you know, they probably could kill you with a finger if they want to. Now, the general's dad might look like that. Yeah, definitely. The admiral will look like that. You know, the, the, the quartermaster, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, the, actually, the first choice after they decided to go into a different direction with this movie uh, to play John Matrix was another silver favorite, Nick Nolte. No shit. They wanted Nick Nolte for John Matrix, but he turned it down too. And Schwarzenegger took this role mainly because of the fact, and this is his quote, because I'm not playing a caveman like Conan or a robot like Terminator because I'm not walking around with no clothes on and I'm able to play, and I'm quoting here, a normal person. He still walks around without clothes on. You'll see it in about 65 minutes. And he can destroy <laughs> an entire island of... Uh, of mercenaries that is not a normal, that is not a normal person yeah <laughs> and often and pretty much through the, several moments throughout this movie show him like displaying like superhuman strength so. yeah well there's that and then the other thing that's ridiculous with what we're about to witness right here is mm-hmm. the two best guys supposedly in the entire special forces active duty are just standing there waiting to get shot and they do get shot and they do almost immediately Oh, yeah, and actually this brother here, uh, the brother that crawled in next to Arnold and uh, <laughs> Arnold and his daughter, uh, stuntman actor Bill, uh, Bob Miner, excuse me, uh, this dude has been in like a million different movies, a lot of black exploitation movies. Actually, he's in Blackula. He, sure. He was Blackula's stunt double. Oh, really? Yeah, there's oh, a, dude. in Scream Blackula scene, you can see him very clearly body slamming a motherfucker off a balcony. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta watch that again. Then. But he's in the Blackula outfit, so he's like living the dude up. <laughs> And you see him, he's rah! It's so funny. It also, in the same movie, he plays a pimp that gets killed by Black Widow. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, uh, but he would show up in a, uh, I think, I think Joe Silver did it, but uh, he, he would show up, uh, I think, a year or two later in Action Jackson. He, he'd be like uh, Action Jackson's uh, main, one of the main bad guys in that movie. Sorry, when he ran into his shed, did he just rip the lock off? I think he did. <laughs> it's making his superhuman strength. He ripped off a lot. He didn't even didn't even unlock it. Just ripped it off. And now we got our first shot of our well, the boots of our bad guy. Yes, Bennett. Bennett. <laughs> a wonderful friend who's uh, yeah, apparently into some S and M. Yes, he is, Mister uh, Bennett, played by Mister Vernon Wells. <laughs> now Vernon Wells, uh, at this point, is best known for Wes and the. Uh, movie Mad Max 2 The Road Warrior the main like punk thug with the mohawk and I think he had did he have like asses chaps I don't remember Is that the guy? Well, I, think, I think he's the guy with the Maybe. asses chaps but uh <laughs> but yeah he's best known for Mad Max at this point and he actually was not the original actor picked for Bennett and actually you could tell that he's not the original actor because if you look at his clothes the clothes are ill fitting yeah yeah and actually they were actually fitted for another actor but apparently the director uh, got rid of that guy, and they got Vernon Wells like last minute. And I think I, I think he said he had, he had never even heard 
of Arnold Schwarzenegger prior to getting this role. Well, my favorite thing that you'll be seeing here shortly is the fact that he decided to wear a dog choker chain yeah. for the entire film. Yeah. And a mesh net shirt. Actually, he describes the look as <laughs> Freddie Mercury on steroids. Which he, which he actually pulls off. Uh, I don't know that I'd say pulls off. I mean, it's one of those things that doesn't exactly age well. True. Like, to be the bad guy, I'm sorry. But every time I look at it, I'm like, no. No. I'm, I always feel like... Did you ever watch uh, Arrested Development? Mm-hmm. When he accidentally takes him to the gothic asshole? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel yeah, like yeah. I'm supposed to be driving him to the gothic asshole. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> And our friend Mr. Major's here pushing a uh, looks like a it's a Chevy it's a Chevy Blazer that had the that had the uh, is it or is it a Bronco? No, it looks like a Blazer and definitely rolled over right there. Yeah, <laughs> but they cut it. Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, so you got the Chevy up front, the Chevy logo. Okay, yeah. And okay, normal person pushing this heavy ass vehicle down a uh, mountain range and you know surviving. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, and then just riding down with no brakes, no nothing. Not at all. <laughs> so, uh, principal uh, photography on this movie started in uh, April of 85. And it only took 45 days to make this movie. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> then and, he flips over the truck. Yeah. With no airbags, gets out, not yeah. even a scratch. Survives an explosion. Also, going with scratches, Arnold did most of his stunts in this movie. Himself, because they couldn't find uh, somebody big enough. Yeah, somebody the the double for him. Uh, so like, there are certain points throughout this movie where like you see him like with cuts and bruises and shit. Some of them are real. Like the cut on his head, I think. It won't, yeah, this cut on his head is real. Really? Yes. That's good. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Yeah, we, we got Bennett's. You have no idea what I'm gonna do to you. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, he so weird looking, man. Like. No, <laughs> No muscle tone whatsoever. Me and Matrix used to do all these things together. <laughs> like He's always bragging about him and Matrix like they were best friends or some shit. Yeah. It's more like he, he used to be in love with Matrix and still is. It's kind of yeah. what it comes down to. Why did you leave me, Matrix? That's <laughs> <laughs> basically how it comes across. Yeah. It's really fucked up. Uh, we'll get our first shot of uh, David Patrick Kelly. Uh, wonderful character actor. Yeah. Oh, uh, dude, you gotta go Usual Suspects. Usual Suspects. That's the my Warriors. first jump. He's great in the Warriors, too, but yeah. Usual Suspects for me is where I always go back to with him. He is my dude in the Warriors. And, of course, he was Luther in 48 Hours. And got oh, yeah. A, his most recent one I've seen, man, he was in John Wick. He's Charlie, the uh, disposal guy. No shit. Yeah, that's right. Yes. I totally forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, he's Charlie, yeah. yeah. Good to see you, John. Still <laughs> a creepy little fucker after all these years. Yeah. <laughs> he's just a creepy old fucker now. Oh yeah, and now we got our first shot of the ma- uh, one of the main villains, Arius, uh, played <laughs> by Dan. I think it's, I think the pronunciation is Hadea. Dan Hadea. I have no idea. Yeah, but he's another one that's been in a lot of movies. Like, Passenger, Basinger. <laughs> it's one of those ones. Yeah, uh, he, yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff. But the one that I remember off the top of my head is that he was in. Uh, he was one of the husbands in the First Wives Club. Uh, he was, oh, okay. Yeah, he, he was Ben Miller's husband. And actually, this role of Arius, this uh, disposed dictator, is actually was actually meant for Raul Julia. Yeah, that was the original choice. Really? Yeah. For some reason they couldn't get Raul Julia, and they had got ended up with Dan uh, Hadea. I don't. I don't think I would have gone. I don't think would have gone that direction. Yeah. This I'm, is. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, he's good as it is, but you know he's he's like made Latin. I don't think he actually is Latin. Whereas uh, 
Julia is Latin. Of course, a phenomenal actor. Yeah. Great hero, some piece. Mm. And all these kids. Now they're proposing a plan that Matrix go down to the uh, his uh, his uh, fictional country and dispose of their dictator for Arius or whoever. And actually, well, it's not their dictator. It's their duly elected president for him, so he can become the dictator again. That's true. Okay, I'll give you that. Right, that was whole the whole thing. Yeah. And uh, actually, another great little Easter egg here in this movie. The country, though, what comes from Valverde, that is a Joel Silver uh, invention and has been used in several Joel Silver movies. Well, hey, if you own yeah. something. Yeah, it's, it's in this. <laughs> no, they mention it in this. They also mention it in Predator and in Die Hard 2. The fucking general in Die Hard 2, that they, that, that, uh, they're oh, like, that's right. Them. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. He's from Valverde. That's right. That's right. Yeah. The oh, one that, the, the, yeah, the one that Franco Nero played. Yeah, uh, I think oh, General Esperanza, that guy, yeah, he's from Valverde. They mentioned Valverde in a lot of movies. So that's a complete Joe Silver in- invention. And also the daughter, Jenny, played by Lisa Milano. Dog, I saw the list of the people that she beat out for this part, and it's like everybody became a super famous person, um, way more famous than her, actually. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. I had hey, to say she, it like that. She was pretty famous. She had she a TV pretty, show. But uh, the people that she beat for this, Winona Ryder, Elizabeth Shue. Where's, Drew, where's Winona now? Drew Barrymore. Okay. Jennifer Connelly. Okay, yeah. Patricia Arquette. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, a chick that actually would become her co-star years later, Shannon Doherty. Huh. She be Shannon. Oh, yeah, here we go. Our first oh, we, have to, we have to have the I'll be, be back, back line. I believe this is the first movie since the Terminator that he brought that back. I'll be waiting, John. I've got, a, I've got yeah, yeah. a new necklace. Yeah, he does have a weird vibe. Like it's, it's, uh. there's, there's something else going on in this thing. Yeah. A little sully here. And actually, this big black dude that's with uh, Matrix, he's actually in Action Jackson, too. <laughs> yeah. So, And he looks exactly the same. I think he's wearing the exact same outfit in Action Jackson. Crazy Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he's got that, that nice uh, bowler hat on. With the sure, hair. No, what is that? Yes. That's, uh, that's like a pith helmet kind of yeah, thing. Same style of hair and everything. <laughs> I swear to God, same thing in the Action Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Now we got our first call back. I like you, Sully, which is why I'm going to kill you last. And of course, it's going to come back to play a little bit later. <laughs> and of course, it's the '80s, so Sully can go through security with him without getting on the plane. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and apparently, in the '80s, even at LAX, you had to go outside to get on the plane. Yeah. And uh, also, uh, Lisa Milano uh, was doing, actually got a chance to do this movie in between seasons, right after the first season of Who's the Boss? It was like during the season break. <laughs> yeah, and she did this movie. Oh, good for her. And apparently, like, uh, Arnold was super protective of her during the shoot. Like, he's like, almost like a big brother. He, I think he even, he said, she said he even helped her with her algebra homework. He actually is a smart guy. He people, a give, smart. people give him a hard time because yeah. he seems like a musclehead and everything. But he, uh, he he's a, a brilliant business he's dude. He's made a, a ton of money. Yeah, he, he was a fucking real estate owner when he was a bodybuilder. So yeah. he's made a lot of money even before he became an actor full time. Uh, but yeah, and then I think uh, because of the fact she was uh, star with Arnold, all her friends kept referring to her as Conan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. And this uh, main uh, little stewardess here, the one, the brunette in the back over there, the one that's closing the door, and I think she's going to come up in a second, is uh, Chelsea Field. Her. Yeah. She actually would go on to become, uh, she had a little bit of a good run. She was in, uh, I think a year or two later, she was in Masters of the Universe. She was oh, really? Te- she was Teela. 
I haven't seen that in forever. I have to watch that again. Yeah, I, she, I don't yeah, recall that. Yeah, when uh, it's Tila, He Man, and uh, Man and yeah, breaks the old boy's neck. We got our first. Oh, and they had to show his bald spot. That's not fair. <laughs> yeah, that's like yeah. that's like saying an actress's name. Yeah. I mean, not her name. Her uh, her age out loud. Yeah, <laughs> this is not cool. Yeah. Come on, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we got another little cool quip here with Chelsea Field, the flight attendant. Please don't disturb my friend. He's dead tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, actually, a, a big role that you would know her in, she was fucking uh, Bruce Willis's wife in The Last Boy Scout. Oh, no shit. Really? It's her. She doesn't even look anything like that. Yeah, that's her. Must be the hair. Must have been the hair. Because her hair was short in that movie. Yeah, well, shorter, it's ridiculous shorter. and big in 1980s right yeah, now. Yeah, shorter in that movie, yeah. And that, That's another, a great movie. Another Joe Silver movie. Yeah. Yeah, The Last Boy Scout. And now Matrix is going to sneak out of this. Apparently, out of it was really easy to get off a plane in the 1980s. Extremely you just go easy. straight back to the cargo area. Yeah, and go through a little porthole, and then you can just get out. And you just <laughs> walk right by the Doberman that's guarding it. <laughs> Uh, and this is the really the really hard part. And then you just have to shove your hand through the through the vinyl that rips super easy. Is that, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's supposed to be vinyl. It looks like I say it looks like uh, what's that, uh, the shit you put in boxes. Yeah, yeah. It looks, it looks like that. And there's always, of course, a little hatchway to get straight down to the wheels in case you need to sneak out or sneak in. And also, uh, well, we actually didn't even go into the uh, composer James Horner. And one thing about it is James Horner's score here. Sounds almost identical to 48 Hours. Yeah. They even use the same Caribbean percussion. Like, ding, 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 well, ding, ding, I mean, sometimes ding, in movies, if yeah. you've recorded more than you need, you just roll it over to the next project. Yeah. But yeah, it is, there are a lot of sections in this movie where it sounds exactly like 48 Hours. And yeah, that's that's actually Arnold on that thing, because like we said, we can, he couldn't find the stuntman. Now, it seems like it'd make more sense mm-hmm. to, to, to do it like a tuck and roll right here while you're still on the ground. Yeah. But instead, for some reason, we're gonna fly out over, <laughs> fly out over, essentially the the edge of the Pacific. At least two, three hundred feet in there. Yeah, and just drop <laughs> yes, into no- six inches of water. Yes, a normal man will survive that. Yeah, going. It's, it's probably it's probably a foot. I, I underbid it. It's about a foot of water, foot and a half maybe. It's up to his knees. Either way, a normal man. Totally. Yes, he gets to be a normal man in this movie. (laughs) But he has a great watch. If he does. That they got rid of the branding on because they wouldn't pay for it. Synchronizing watches. (laughs) (laughs) 11 hours and counting. Oh, yeah, because he has has 11 hours till the plane gets there. Which is almost like another uh, D'Souza movie, 48 hours. It is, actually. We got a countdown. We got a clock. And and Arnold's next movie with Silver after this will be, I believe, Predator or... The Predator or Running Man? One of the two. I think Running Man was next. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, because I think it's an order like uh, this, Raw Deal, Running Man, and Predator. Pretty sure, yeah. 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 Goddamn Arnold, man. He's just a, just a beast when it comes to sneaking around an airport runway. Despite the fact he's six foot two, two and like 300 two. pounds. And now we got Here our first shot of uh, Radon Chung. <laughs> Daughter of Tommy Chung. Yeah. <laughs> and this, yeah, yeah, Adon Chong was big in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Though I will never forgive her for Soul Man. 
For those of you who don't know about Soul Man, Soul Man is another 80s movie starring a white guy, C. Thomas Howell, who uses, uh, who basically uses, what, tanning pills yeah. to make his skin darker and a, and a Jerry Curl wig to get a scholarship as a black kid. To Harvard. To Harvard, yeah. And uh, he is the most white-looking black guy I've ever seen in my life. He looks like a man. He looks like like a black Ken doll. Yeah. And then all the other black guys at the school can't figure out why he can't play basketball well. Oh, my God. I hated that scene. <laughs> you remember so that much. scene? Yes, I do remember that scene. I hated it. Wait, who's so the uh, who's the professor? The black professor? I'll tell my head. I know that actor. I believe it was like... No, it wasn't, no, it wasn't gossip. But I'll look it up. No, because there's that whole scene where, they, you know, he's, he's supposed to have... What did you learn about being a black man kind of a thing? And he's like, oh, I, it wasn't that bad because I could stop being black anytime I want. And he goes, oh, you learned a great deal more than I thought. You remember that moment? Yes, I do <laughs> Dude, it's just, it's I, some I, of the most pandering, what the fuck. I blocked that shit out. <laughs> but yes, now that you brought it up. <laughs> now that I came rushing back. I do remember though. Actually, he made, yes, they made that shit a year later. See, I like I like this movie way more. James Earl Jones. That it was, was James, a, right? It was James Earl Jones. I, I wanted to say it, but I didn't want to besmirch the man if it wasn't him. How the fuck did James Earl Jones this movie? And then, yeah, but, uh, but here's, to be fair, yeah, you look at the time, the context, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. That was probably one of the first movies to try to actually literally put a white person in a black person's space. Mm-hmm. And despite the fact that it was hand fisted and what the fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they tried something. And it's not always going to work out. And at least here's the thing. As bad as it was, it mm-hmm. wasn't like disrespectful to Middle Finger, which it very easily could have been. Like, But I will say it's probably the last time, save for Tropic Thunder, that Blackface was like okay in a feature film. And it's only because they ripped him on Tropic Thunder that he got away with it, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> they're, they're, they're just banging the shit out of Hollywood in that movie. Otherwise, it wouldn't have worked. I'm sorry, I just think that's a stupid ass movie. That's which, just bad. Which so, one? Tropic Thunder? No, no, a little Tropic Thunder. Soul, Soul Man. Yeah, Soul, Soul Man. Man's bad. Soul Man's an awful movie. And uh, like I said, I was about to say, Ray, uh, this is actually a big year for Radon Show. Yeah. Because she did this and The Color Purple. Which is probably the high water mark for her. Yeah. Because she had that one <laughs> wonderful fight scene with Oprah Winfrey. Get the shit knocked out <laughs> People still getting the shit knocked out for fighting with Oprah today. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, like this dude here, man. Like, yeah, you're such an asshole, bro. Like, hey, you want to go out? With me? You, want, you don't want to go out with me? You're a whore. Yeah, fucking whore. <laughs> I used to meet. Where did that ever work? I see. I used to see motherfuckers like that at the bar all the time when I used to bounce. Like, really, bro? You such a pussy. You got like, did you got to do that? Like, you, like, I'm, you couldn't get the girl. Move on. You know what I'm saying? You got to, you got to go all call her a hole and nothing like that. She ain't not a hole because you. She won't lose it like you. Oh, just so you're in case you're wondering. Yeah. The superhuman strength. Because like a regular guy just ripped the... <laughs> Dude. Just ripped the chair right out. Which, why are we ripping it out again? Well, that extra two inches, he'd see me. Dude, that should be the name of this podcast. Not a regular guy. <laughs> not a regular guy. There we go. That's not, a good one. Not a regular guy. The not a regular guy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? But Sully does have a nice car. A yellow Porsche. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really nice little portion. She got a nice car too, despite the fact he just well, ripped out. A, it was well, nice. Well, it right? was nice. <laughs> until he ripped out a goddamn fleet. Mm-hmm. A goddamn forty-eight hours with that, with that Caribbean percussion, man. Ding, 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 ding. 
Well, this is this is a little less Caribbean now. This is a little more like the other end of Forty Eight Hours. We got a little little bit heavier on the saxophone. Look at look at nineteen eighty five LAX, bro. It looks the same. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it yeah. just doesn't have enough traffic. And I think I think they pissed off a lot of people because they shut down a whole terminal to film this. That sounds about right. That's yeah. what we do in Hollywood. Yeah, I'm right. <laughs> and like going Ooh. back to the tacked on love interest here, because yeah. Why in the hell would she help him? I and mean, she keeps asking him questions like, what are, we gonna, what are we gonna do? Like, are you gonna kill me? No, I'm not gonna kill you. Just do what I say. Would you tell me if you would? Yes. <laughs> Just do what I say and be part of my plot. You'll be fine. <laughs> go with me as I commit felonies. A lot of felonies. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go follow this guy. But uh, going back to Arnold doing his stunts, he actually, apparently, throughout the movie, he suffered a dislocated shoulder. Like oh. I said, the cut on his head is real. Fair and enough. he got several stitches throughout the shoe. He actually, uh... Ooh, they're at the Galleria. Oh, yeah, in Sherman Oaks. Look at this. Yeah, he got the fucking Sherman Oaks fast. From LAX. Movie magic. Real, yeah, movie magic, folks. Realistically, he would be in traffic for like two hours. Especially on like a... Well, this got to be at least a Saturday. Doesn't matter what day. It's, it's two True. hours to get out of LAX. Yeah, yeah, get yeah, up there. It's about two hours. To get Unless it's up. like three in the morning. Which is not... <laughs> no, because he's on his way in the middle of the day. Yeah, in the Sherman Oaks Gallery. It looks almost the same, though. This is weird. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll give, give it that, man. Like, really, they picked some good spots in, uh, in uh, Los Angeles to film, too. A couple more when we get into uh, the finale, because there's some very noticeable spots in the finale. Like, love that elevator. Love that elevator, man. <laughs> Look at all these old 80s fashion. What's some old 80s stores? <laughs> uh, I, I know, I know, I know at one point you see a Spencer's. You can still see Spencer's. Yeah, no, I'm talking about here. You see a Spencer's. I don't know uh, if I had the exact one, but you see a Spencer's at one. No, I think it's when one of the guys gets shot. You see a Spencer's. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. my favorite thing so, so far, he's already explained to her, mm-hmm. okay, my daughter's missing. Mm-hmm. That creepy guy that was trying to, like, rape you in the garage. Basically. Uh, that's the guy who kidnapped my daughter. So you'd think at that point she'd be like, okay, why don't we go to the cops or something? If she's not going to go to the cops, then she either help him or just leave him alone. Yeah. So she decides to actually uh, help herself, uh, help him in his plot. You know what I'm saying? Like, for well, him, like, he says, mm-hmm. she says she's going to help him in the plot. Oh, boy, yeah, she calls the cops on But him, instead, yeah. she turns around and just screws him over. Yeah. And then he's like, freaking, uh, yeah, uh, they didn't do nothing. So, <laughs> so what you going to do now? <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> oh, what's even better is like how many times and how quickly this woman changes her mind. Yeah, you will you not, baby. Come on. Well, it's like she goes from no, this guy's a creep, mm-hmm. and he totally, uh, totally kidnapped me and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. To like two seconds later, she's knocking a cop down mm-hmm. to keep the cop from shooting him. Yeah, that's, that's right. She does. To like. 15, 20 minutes, I guess, in the the movie time. Mm-hmm. Two and a half, three hours later, mm-hmm. she's. Shooting a damn rocket launcher yes, at right. a police That's car right. to right. get him out. Yeah, it's no big deal. And oh, by the way, I can also fly. Yeah, she's yeah, she's screwing them over to the cop, to the mall cop. <laughs> this big, which in- apparently mm-hmm. I didn't know this, but mm-hmm. apparently they're all armed at the Sherman Oaks Galleria. <laughs> they just have such a problem there with crime that 
And, and of course, and as the, good as these cops are, I, I love, I, I, they, they I love, totally miss yeah. the uh, the side deal here for the papers and everything. I love how you preface that. So much crime at the Sherman Oaks Galleria. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really crime-ridden area. You, you definitely want to make sure those security guards have uh, yeah. guns, nine millimeters, guns at the Sherman Oaks Galleria. <laughs> I love the black dude here. He's, just, he's lunch. <laughs> he's, he comes. I, I, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, I'm, I'm not spoiling this fucking. This motherfucker here, like trying to press girls. The mall security guard. Want to see me kick someone's ass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's right, what yeah, he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, want to see me kick got, someone's ass? He's one gigantic motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, right here. The alliteration of that. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> the way he says fucker, too, with his lips. Yeah, and then he's fucking like, just be try like Arnold just trying to be inconspicuous. Like, it's just not working. I'm sorry. Well, and and this dude, too, Sully, the way that he... It's so fucking gross, the way he refers to women in this one. Mm Mm-hmm. This would be a good place to hunt Slash. It's like, what the fuck? He does say that. Who came up with it? What the hell, this is? That's some dark shit. You heard some Slash? (laughs) What? Actually, we had a joke when I used to bounce, dude. Like, freaking, uh, this is a dude who used to, like, uh... What does he used to say? Like, let's get some, uh... This white boy turn for pussy. Uh, let's get some, uh, maybe we'll get some, maybe we'll get some beers, we'll get some, uh, get some, some broads? No, 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 it was for, for actual pussy, like, like, what's the term for that shit? Uh-huh. It'll come to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get some, uh, fuck, what is that shit? It's not scratch, it's not stash, it's like fucking, uh, some gash. I think it's gash. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that one. Gash, yeah. Oh, wait, I don't know. Sully, Sully's gonna go call. Snatch, that's what it was. Snatch, yeah. Let's get some snatch. <laughs> oh, my God. And this phone... Oh, yeah, now Arnold rips off the fucking phone booth, which a normal person can do. And apparently he can't shoot him when there's phone booth's being shaken. Yeah. And lifts him while in the phone booth. And flips the phone booth over. <laughs> oh, my God. And, like, at least a dozen cops are on him, and rah, superpowers. <laughs> normal persons can do that. Oh, yeah. the dude in the throw jacket. Ooh. See? Oh, no. I, I Money know. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's beating these fucking mall cops ass, bro. There's a lot of mall cops. A lot of mall cops with a lot of guns. God damn, he's fucking these dudes up, man. Yeah. Goddamn Sully. <laughs> and apparently he has the time to take the elevator, because that's a good idea. Look, the gal. <laughs> <laughs> Product placement. <laughs> Oh, Go to the mall with the gap. You'll I, think I, see, I think I saw a toy in the worst. No, no, it's hot, no, no, it's hot, hot, hot dog, dog on the stick. stick. Yeah. Swenson's? Yeah, the colors, I thought that was a toy in the worst, but it's hot dog on the stick. Hey, <laughs> ladies, stop. Uh, <laughs> you're on the ground, motherfucker. Yeah. You just knocked me down six six steps. You're on the ground. Uh, you got knocked out. Like, freaking like, I'm not going to stop for you. I'm not sure that that would actually held his weight, considering that he just ripped it. <sighs> right? Wouldn't it? Oh, man. <laughs> a normal guy. This, yeah, that, that's the theme with this goddamn shit. A normal, yeah, this is not a normal guy. <laughs> I'm gonna hit you with two fists at once, and I'm gonna need ya. Oh, yeah, this is back when they used to do, like, judo chops and fucking, yeah. like, the, uh, what's that shit that Shatner used to always do? Um, uh, the Vulcan nerve pinch? No, no, that was what's his face. No, no he yeah. would always do, like, the, he would. Yeah, it would be, class, like, the, like, the hammer fist. Yeah, clap his hands, hands and hit people with, yeah, with the shit. <laughs> Like him versus the Gorn. Like that's, oh, all he did. that's all he did to the whole fight. 
and drop kicks. I'm also used to always do drop kicks. You know that that Hammerfest thing. I think that's what uh, made Chuck Liddell a champ. <laughs> I think it was, uh, but he, I think his Hammerfest is like. Oh. No, no. I mean, he'd grab them together like that. And he, I mean, you see that all the time in MMA. I mean, that's just the most effective. Who <laughs> the fuck comes up with this shit? Yeah, I honestly don't know half the time, man. Actually, speaking of this shit, the whole tacked on love interest, they actually shot a love scene. Really? But it was so unconvincing that it left it out. It was unconvincing when he stopped and let her in the car just now. Basically, yeah. Like, I would have just been like, not later, you screwed me over, why would I help you? I totally saved you after I screwed you. Basically. Like, why do I want you here? Yeah, at all. <laughs> Goddamn son. And now for the first of many car chases in yep. 1985. Hell yeah, man. 85 was a good year, too, for movies. I looked up, I looked up some of the movies, like the top ten movies of the year. Dude, it was killer. Yeah. Back to the Future. Yep. Rambo 2. Rocky mm-hmm. Four, Teen Wolf, um, uh, out of Africa. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you know what? No, it's, in top, it's in the it, top ten. It's in the top ten. I was gonna say. Yeah. I mean, it's not my favorite, but I understand it. Yeah. Meryl Streep and Robert Redford. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, that is in the top ten. What else? I believe. I believe Cocoon came out this year. Was that '85? I believe so. I had to look it up. I believe it's Cocoon came out this year. Such a weird one. Yeah. With Donna Michi and all of them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is the top five, man. And Splash. Splash came out this year. Well, this, this almost makes sense. They went from Sherman Oaks to, it looks like, maybe... It's Mulholland. Oh, is that what it is? I wasn't sure if it was going to be Mulholland or somewhere outside of Malibu. It's Mulholland. Uh, yeah, that look, makes look, a little more sense. It's still a bit of a drive, but they got it pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Got Damn, he is fucking up that Porsche, too. Yeah. That's a nice Porsche, too. It was I'm garish ass color, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah, I'd never do the yellow. I'd never get yellow, but yeah, I, I, I wouldn't with, do red either. I I had a red car. I would fuck with a red car. You will or won't? I can't fuck with a red car. The reason I don't is just because I I know too many cops. And I know that get you're more likely to get pulled over. Mm-hmm. Damn, messed up a nice <laughs> red car. Are oh, you all right? Well, they both they slam into the pole. She's not even wearing a seatbelt or in a seat. They both just get out like it's nothing. It's fine. Yeah, all right, now, probably one of the more famous scenes in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Matrix. <laughs> like, yeah, like he's going to do something. Get sucked. <laughs> Kiss me ass. This, this is when you you watch the big guy be a bully to the little kid. Yeah, but this, this, is, you, little, you but this, little, but this little kid is an asshole. And now he's holding him over with the uh, very visible... Uh, string on Sully's angle. I never noticed it before when looking at this. He looks like Clifford. Clifford. Oh, you're talking about uh, Martin Short Clifford? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. The 40-year-old 10-year-old. Ten- oh, yeah. The 40-year-old 10-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here comes the famous line. Hey, Sully. Remember when I said I'd kill you last? Yeah, yeah bitch. Yeah. I lied. <laughs> and then, of course, another quip after that. Where's Sully? I let him go. All right, another super strength Arnold moment in this movie. Flipped over Porsche. Actually, oh. of all the super strength things, this is the only one I kind of buy. Yeah, this is plausible. This is very plausible because those Porsches aren't that heavy. Funny enough, Lou Ferrigno did something similar on The Incredible Hulk. Yeah. No, it was like the very first, the pilot episode, uh, Banner, uh, David Banner crashes his car or whatever. 
The Hulk flips the shit over. It's pretty much just like this. Yeah. And he flips it over. He flips it over on the universal backlot. And it's just the same way. Oh, there's the blooper. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because the car was fucked up. But then when he drove away, it wasn't. It, it's perfectly fine. Yeah. Well, that just means they had a problem with the uh, the hero car. <laughs> had to go to a different one from inventory. Yeah. I mean, this right here, I love how we had to go with the, uh, you know, 1939 Mercedes to make sure everyone knows these guys are basically Nazis and Hitler. Wasn't Alyssa Milano on Poison Ivy? Was she? I believe so. She, she's in one of them type of movies. Yeah, she, probably. Was she, she played like a Lolita? Yeah, maybe. I yeah. just I just was loving this <laughs> shitty, ridiculous position for a car. Why, why are we driving like a 1939 Mercedes around? We're going to a parade? Let's go parade. <laughs> Going out. Hi, I'm the leader of Valdez. <laughs> what the hell, man? You really shooting the hot shots? Well, uh, See, what? look at that. Hold on. Look at that. That shit is definitely like a 1939 Mercedes. Oh, Why? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, uh, movie magic. Movie magic. Movie magic, man. Someone, <laughs> someone go yell at the art department. <laughs> No, okay, now this is great. This makes sense. This this whole part right here. Mm-hmm. You can tell they've been planning it for a while. They got the the walls all board or the uh, windows all boarded up. There's nothing for her because they're gonna abuse her. Oh yeah. Yes, yeah, she was in Poison Ivy. Okay. Poison Ivy two, nineteen ninety six, and she's also in a movie called Embrace the Vampire where she's topless. <laughs> How many minutes in was that? Do <laughs> you have that bookmark? I'll look it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to I'm looking up uh, Melissa Milano's filmography right now. Is that some pretty good stuff? I told you, dude. She's been around. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> Not in the way we mean, folks, because uh, I'm, I'm hoping Melissa Milano doesn't listen to this. <laughs> I'm hoping she does. I kind of do too, actually. I want everyone to listen to this. Yeah. I, I do too. And now we're going to hit this uh, sleazy ass motel. Now they're friends now. <laughs> yeah, after all that. Oh, okay. You, you just threw a guy off the off the cliffs. Yeah, yeah I'll yeah. go with you. Yeah, you just killed a guy. And you ruined my car. You got me in a mission that I might more likely would probably be killed because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Managed to shoot a couple of people, get some guys killed at the mall. This but, is great. But we're cool now. We're cool. Because I believe you. I'm so glad Kevin stood me up tonight. <laughs> what was the guy's name at the beginning? It was like Kevin or something, right? She would be with a guy named Kevin. I remember what it was, but she was all upset because he wasn't going to see her. Mm. I believe I believe Radon Chong was like in Beach Street the year before. Hmm. You know. Pick it, pick it, pick it, pick it. We're fucking uh, uh, Miller Mel and uh, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Jeez. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man! Oh yeah! Uh, Ooh, we got that that powder blue caddy, uh, Mr. Bill Duke, man. I do like I do like the cars in this movie. I love Bill Duke, bro. Dude, he's I, great. I love everything Bill Duke has ever done, and he's on Black Lightning right now. He's playing the villain. Oh really? Mm-hmm. I gotta watch that. And doing great. He is a great villain. Hmm. He's one of those like bureaucrats where like he's doing all this shady shit. In the name of the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, well, all right. So, he's going to rip her shirt open. Yeah. To make sure she can't button it back up. 
Oh yeah, she uh, I'm about to say, did she have this? The Ray Don Chong ever have a sex change? She did. In Quest for Fire. <laughs> I didn't never see that. <laughs> she was a cave woman. And, oh jeez. And Ron Perlman is a cave man with the town on that. Ron Perlman. <laughs> Ron Perlman. <laughs> Quest God, for that's fi- so not even Quest fair. for Fire, bro. Oh yeah, now the, the macho fight. Yep. <laughs> This green beret, yeah. This green beret. You gotta shoot. They gotta shoot. Oh, yeah, that's right. We gotta knock the gun out. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, man. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. Because this green beret is gonna kick your ass. I ate green berets for breakfast. <laughs> They never did explain what the hell he was supposed to be, other than something army, which if you're army... Some, yeah, you never... You never wouldn't you be a Green Beret? What it's, yeah, what his ex- exact, like, fucking uh, vocation was. Oh, yeah, interesting fact here about this woman with the big titties out. <laughs> no, no, seriously. Uh, she would actually go on to become a, a very famous uh, a sex a sex therapist. Uh, Dr. Ava, uh, Ava Cadell, I believe his name is. Hmm. And she's actually a New York Times, New York Times bestseller. Oh, he just grabbed him by the dick. Yeah, she did. Oh, and killed him. Not yet. Now, Ava got a really nice titties here. Here we go. Now, oh. yeah. Now he's in pails. So in Germany, mm-hmm. when they released this, they actually cut it by forty-eight seconds, and this was one of the clips they cut out. They thought it was too violent mm-hmm. because if. There's one thing we all know that German people and have he's a hard dead. time with violence. No, no, he, <laughs> stop. <laughs> and now he's dead. He's still trying to interrogate him. Talk. He's dead. <laughs> you just murdered him. You literally just murdered him. He's dead. Talk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not everyone is superhuman like me. <laughs> Not everyone can get a stake through the chest and keep talking. <laughs> oh, my God. Man. Look at that. And now we, we got his car now. Nice powder blue caddy. It was an improvement. A lot, big improvement. Dude, and those '80s caddies, man, they had a nice big trunk and everything. Like you had a lot of space. You could do a lot with that. Dude, like two or three years ago, I went. I was on a succession of gigs where I drove. I drove caddies, like like old caddies. Yeah, old caddies. Huh. Two of them were music videos. Nice. Yeah, I was like, wow, okay. Like one of them, like one of them was a video for Dip for Diplo. Another one was a video. I forgot, I forgot the name of the group, but yeah, it was like a video. Like we shot out, we shot it off of Pico, and the other one was actually a telenovela, uh, Celia. I think it's on Netflix, huh. and I play like uh, like I think some characters in it are getting married, and I play the limo, and I play the driver of the the uh, powder pink uh, <laughs> caddy on the on the Paramount lot. Nice. Yeah, I, I actually had that driving pic- down the New York Street. No, I drove over where. Uh, the pool area that they have. Oh, yeah, yeah. They drained it, and I shot it in there. Nice. Yeah, I was like, wow. And I, I actually got pretty good at driving caddies, because the Diplo one, they had me just drive over, around the block for, like, hours. Nice. So I got pretty good at handling the caddy. All right, here we go. Superhuman strength moment coming up. <laughs> oh, there's nobody here tonight, but there's a lock on this gate. <laughs> That's all right. I just break it, because we all know every bodybuilder can do that. I used to do actually, um, and as stealthy as he is, <laughs> he just kicks the gate open. <laughs> actually, for the character of uh, Lurch, the 
real guy that I'm basing on. Yeah. I used to do an auto thing for him. <laughs> and, it, and it drove him nuts. Mainly because of the fact that it made all the other guys laugh. And <laughs> But the fucked up part was it followed him in every command he went to. <laughs> for what I was told. Hey, that's other, how you know it's a good comedic bet. Because the other guys would go with him and they would do that shit whenever he would do something. Like, I, I would do the, the Will Sasso. La, 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 yeah, la, whenever he would do something. <laughs> so, he, But he was a big athletic dude. So, yeah. And uh, yeah, every time every time he like like grunt or like he would like throw something. La, 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 la. Oh, I would do that shit. And yeah, yeah, apparently he hated me for it. But the feeling was mutual. <laughs> well, at least you let it go. <laughs> I based a hated character on the motherfucker. No, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> Make some money off this motherfucker. <laughs> I almost want to, you know, I, I think the tank is about the only vehicle they could have come up with for him to crawl under that he would have been able to fit. Oh, yeah, Without yeah. having to raise it, yeah, yeah. Which I don't still understand why he went that route. I'm exactly. Rough, I'm roughly the same size as on in terms of like height, and I can crawl through shit. So I, don't know, <laughs> I know he can. Yeah. And time mm-hmm. to go give someone a sub subdermal hematoma. Actually, I think I want. Actually, I read. I read this like for there. The, we go. Yeah. Actually, I read, like, and uh, I, I don't think I've seen them yet, but one of these fucking people at this airport thing yeah. is Benicio Del Toro. No shit. One of them in here. Like, I'm trying, I'm trying to Are find them. Are you sure? I'm trying to find them as I'm watching this. Okay, now this this is one of those moments in the movie that infuriates me. Why? She, yeah, he got Why? In, he did all this extra shit. She got in super easy. Well, but why is he bringing her in in her skirt and pantsuit or whatever that is? I mean, like... A flight attendant outfit. What, yeah, what do they need her in there for? I have no clue. I really okay, don't. I'm really good at everything, but I suck at finding clues. <laughs> but you're a flight attendant, so <laughs> you, of course, are the best at clue finding. Yeah. Well, I think he, I think he wants to do it because of fact she knows, like... That, well, she, well, that she can fly? Or, or yeah. Okay. That's that's what it is because she told me you know what she, you know what fly. I'm trying to explain this shit and I can't movie magic. <laughs> All right, movie well, magic. I, I, I'm, I'm tired of trying to explain it. Movie magic. Movie magic. Jazzy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that shit. I do the I do the, the thing. Movie magic. I'm not you doing you can you can lie and say that you're not doing it. I know you did it, and they know you did it, even though they can't see you. Don't they believe bu- me. Don't bullshit our plans. <laughs> I do not do nothing. <laughs> Well, I, I'm trying to find it. I'm, if I can find it, because if that's if that's true, that was a hell of a rise, because he went from an extra in this shit to a Bond villain. Like, yeah, but that's like Enter the Dragon with Jackie Chan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. True. Or actually, you true. know what? One of the most star-studded films I've ever seen is Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, you literally, from scene to scene to scene to scene to scene... Mm-hmm. Even all of the, the bit players and everybody, they either went on to be major TV stars or major movie stars in their own right. Nice. I mean, there's there's almost nobody in there who didn't have a stellar career. I've almost seen that movie like once or twice. Dude, it's fantastic. If I have to watch a movie about uh, Hunter S. Thompson, I usually watch, uh, what's the shit, uh, Where the Buffalo Roam. You know, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, Bill Murray plays uh, Hunter S. Thompson. I, I, I want it. It's on my list. I just haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Apparently, he got he apparently had like a possession of being a uh, fucking uh, Hunter S. Thompson to the point where he actually uh, fucking pissed off a lot of people. And uh, even Hunter S. Thompson's like, you're doing too much, bro. <laughs> he 
If, if Hunter S. Thompson is saying you're doing too much, you're doing too much. Okay, now it was it was one of them like uh, Jim Carrey, Andy Kaufman type things. Okay, I got you. Yeah, and apparently he said it took him a while to get rid of that shit. So for a commando, mm-hmm. I just have to say he's not at all subtle. At all, he's and he's gonna take he's a driving, damn bulldozer. He's driving a bulldozer into an army surplus store right through the front window. Yeah, don't even give and a even fuck. in LA with a ten minute response time. Yeah, don't even give a fuck. Taking a sweet time too. Yeah. And getting all the different crazy weapons. Well, what's great though is that he just knew instinctively. Look at her. <laughs> I'm gonna come in. I'm still wearing my heels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you might well give up them heels at this point, honey. You just give it like going a shopping spree. <laughs> get my cart. I'm get uh, all my stuff. I'm get this. I'm get this. I'm get this. I'm get some. Oh, some claymores. And instead of going in through the back, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna punch the glass. Well, super and boy, not get cut. Super boy knife. Some fins. Uh, you know. Get that. He, I don't think he ever uses the fins, does he? Yeah, when he does a swimming thing. I think at one point he does use the fins. I don't remember him using the fins because he takes he takes the rubber boat ashore. He takes a little Zodiac. Oh, and now, now, now this the good shit. All oh, yeah, and that's, that's my favorite too because we all know every Army Surplus store has a hidden button somewhere with a secret room full of rocket launchers and... Semi-auto weapon, automatic full weapons. Full-auto weapons, shotguns. M16s and shit like that. Oh, Claymore's. M- or an empty personnel of mine. Or M60s. Actually, I have an exact list of the shit he actually uses. <laughs> Which we wouldn't get to. <laughs> this is our birthday. Just looking over my notes, folks, to see what <laughs> I can find any other interesting tidbits. Actually, most of the shit that we've done, we've talked about already, but most of the other shit is coming up. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, but these, look at all these damn guns, though, man. Oh, yeah, that. Oh, uh, shit, dog. Uh, I forgot my RPG. But, mm-hmm. I gotta say, those LA, LAPD cops went in there. That's some balls going in with just shotguns. Yeah! <laughs> What's going on used to do with automatic weapons? But they were so excited about having the balls going with the shotguns, they mm-hmm. forgot to check on the side of the building, the chick in the caddy. With all, with with all, all the weapons. weapons. Yeah. <laughs> so soon. So I got five hours left. What am I going to do? And she distracts him using fucking her sexuality, which is... Which, Ooh, look, I, my button's broken on the top of my shirt, which I'm smiling I'm, Which I'm sorry, Ray Don Chong, you're pretty, but you ain't, like, fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's not fine. Actually, oh, the dude right here, uh, the cop uh, in the passenger seat, he was the fucking SWAT leader from fucking Dower. Oh, yeah. Sitting in the car. Send in the car. He can't, he's not even opening his mouth. Always car. Send in the car. car. He's his teeth closed. That's the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby. Yeah. What's up? Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Some dark meat. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing that. <laughs> Such assholes, man. Yeah, I think she likes me. No, I'm, no, I'm pretty sure she doesn't, bro. You could, yeah, I'm, you know, you could tell by the uh, rocket launcher. Yeah, she's not feeling you. God. And they should do it backwards, right? Yeah, which is funny. That's a good way to go. Boom. <laughs> so you just race with a rocket. Well, this is before he and was she's on She's handling pretty well, though. Well. Yeah, I mean, for the first time. Yeah. Not down the SWAT. Uh, was that a SWAT thing? No, it's just a paddy wagon. No. Yeah. Go get the caddy. That's a really nice caddy. Yeah. If I did have a choice of getting a vintage car, I would probably get a caddy. 
It's a toss up for me. If I could get if I could get a Lincoln with suicide doors, a little Lincoln Continental drop or, top. Oh, what would be a dope one? Fucking mm. um Bandit Trans Am. Yeah. I would get that shit. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Definitely get the bandit. <laughs> Bert, T-top. Burt Reynolds, rest in peace. Jerry Reed, rest in peace. Mm. Jackie Gleason, rest in peace. Lost a lot of people, man. Oh, yeah. Especially for that movie, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, since we're talking about this, let's get into, a little bit into the whole uh, Schwarzenegger versus Stallone rivalry. Because both of these dudes came out with major movies in 85. Yeah. And they're more or less identical. Uh, Stallone came out with Rambo First Blood Part 2 in May. Uh, Commando came out in October, same year. And they have a lot of scenes that are virtually identical. Yep. Particularly when it comes to weapons handling. Now, from what I understand, uh, according to uh, Stallone, the rivalry started in the 70s uh, at the Golden Globes. Uh, apparently, uh, Arnold that night had won an award for best acting debut in a movie called Stay Hungry with fucking uh, Jeff Bridges and Sally Field. Oh, yeah, he yeah. Played, he played a bodybuilder in there. And uh, he won. Yeah, yeah, but see, that's what's messed up, giving him an award for a debut when he's basically just playing himself. It's a category and it's a Golden Globe. No, but I'm saying, I, if he'd have done, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's a bad category, I'm saying mm-hmm. that particular movie because he's just playing himself, essentially. Mm-hmm. But it, it hold on. That's not really acting. That's just being. It's, it's like a documentary. That's just, just you being you. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just, just, just They just happen to get on camera. But, uh, goddamn. Yeah, so they met there. And, of course, Stallone was there for Rocky. And, award, and Arnold won his award first. So, like, he's super fucking, you know, being super Arnold. Like, you know, I'm out of spots in that guy. Just one of uh, you know, et cetera. So, just being super arrogant, rubbing Stallone the wrong way. And then... Rocky won for Best Picture. So, as he was going up there, yeah. there was a big-ass thing of a uh, bouquet of flowers. He got the flowers, tossed them on Arnold, and then went up there and got his award. And that's, <laughs> when, and that's when the gauntlet was laid. <laughs> well, so, so, so Tom Manquist is my teacher mm-hmm. back in the day. He, he used to say that he thinks the Golden Globes was taking itself a little bit too seriously in the later years. Mm-hmm. Because back when he was coming up in the 70s, around that time, mm-hmm. 60s and 70s, he said it was uh, it was basically just a great excuse to go get drunk with your friends. Because he said before they televised, he said it was a blast. We go over to the hotel. Most people get a room. You you know <laughs> just get absolutely shit faced drunk, have a blast with your friends. Mm-hmm. A few people get an award, and you just go home. Yeah, he said last you know last mm-hmm. like twenty years. He said it's just they took themselves so seriously. It's like mm-hmm. it's not even really fun anymore. Yeah, but you can kind of see this. They kind of keep the the dinner vibe. Yeah, and they try to a bit, but what I'm saying is like you're not gonna have you're not gonna have shit like you were just talking about where he throws the flowers on him like you mm-hmm. used to back then because everyone was just like it was a ridiculous out of control party. Yeah. Now everyone's super conscious about it, like well, I don't want to hear about it from my publicist tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Now going back to the rivalry itself, so throughout the years they would see each other and they would have a borderline hatred for one another. Like, uh, they would always be talk, talking shit to one another, like, hey, my movie just came out, my movie just came out. Hmm. And then what they would do is, like, okay, I'm going to have this movie, I'm going to have these many guns, I'm going to kill this many people, my muscles going to look like this, it's going to blow your shit away. <laughs> now, the best example of the rivalry going bad, particularly for Stallone, was uh, Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. <laughs> Arnold, Arnold recently told a story on, I think, George, James Corden. Where 
Uh, he first, he was first approached for stopping my mom's shoot, um, and he thought it was shit. But Stallone found out he got approached, and he's like, he called. He, oh, I actually stopped right here. It's the Bill Paxton. Yep. Yeah. This will be the second movie him and Arnold will do together. The late great Bill Paxton. Yep. Uh, they did Terminator together. This movie and True Lies. Yeah, only like I said, the only one that's not a. Uh, James Cameron movie is this one. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, so I just, I just stopped because I love Bill Paxton. But, Dude, about, Bill yeah. Paxton was a shit. Man. Yes, he I was. I love that guy. Yes, he was. So, like, known but kind of underrated in his own way. Yeah. Yeah, so. For sure. Yeah. I love Bill Paxton, man. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, Arnold got the script. Stallone called him and said, like, hey, so I heard about this thing, uh, stopping my mom to shoot. Uh, you gonna do it? I was like, oh yeah, I'm thinking about doing it, man. Like, yeah, that was all I'm saying to him. Yeah, I'm thinking about doing it, man. And then apparently Stallone called his agents, like, hey, no matter what happens, no matter what you got to do, I'm the one to get this movie, okay? Because <laughs> this is at the point where he had just done like Twins, yeah, and Kindergarten Cop, and they were huge successes. So he's like, fuck it, if Arnold can do it, I can do it. So he got stopped in my mom's shoot. It went to complete shit. He basically got trolled by. Yes, he got trolled. He got trolled by Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger was laughing his ass. I was like, ha ha ha, dumb motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And that's the last time that ever happened because, like, he never like did. It. He just did his own thing. From there. Yeah, but what's great is you fast forward to the Expendables. Oh yeah, they get those guys together on it, man. No, they're great friends now. You should go on their Instagram whenever they do like birthdays and shit. They always together. Hmm. Always like always like in LA smoking cigars and shit. Oh, now this right here, this is this is when you can tell he's got the uh, the body of a special ops guy. Oh my this, god! <laughs> I don't think there's a time in this movie where you can see his pop belly and his man boobs better, and the whippy arms, and the whippy arms, <laughs> and the whippy arms. <laughs> but he's he's wearing that dog collar and that mesh uh, tank like he owns it. In the, in the porn stash. <laughs> Honestly, he looks like he got lost on his way to set. <laughs> some, somewhere there's some jacked guy who showed up. <laughs> They're like, a fluffer's this way. And he's like going, mm-hmm. I, I thought I was meeting Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I know Matrix. Matrix is going to be here. Yeah. Me and Matrix just do this all the time. Like, he, he does sound like a jilted girl. <laughs> he does, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm the other thing, Stanley. I'm, right. I'm the one. I'm the one. That's get Matrix. Do you ever, do you ever see those GI Joe uh, PSAs they redid? Redid the audio on. Yeah, it like looks like the one. The one dude who shows up, the the Navy guy with the mustache, mm-hmm. body massage. <laughs> I think his name's like Shirley. Or something yeah, like something that. like that. Mm-hmm. But in the thing, he keeps saying body massage to the kids. <laughs> He's like, uh, what? Body massage, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so weird. It's because he's got that perfect cleft chin too. Yeah, very, very conspicuous. Yeah. Oh, so now they've arrived at Valverde. I think it's the only time in any of the movies where they actually go to Valverde. No, this isn't Valverde. They, they, no, Valverde was. That's when uh, the Western Western Airlines showed up and they found the guy dead. Or they, oh, that's right. This that's is this right. little island off the coast of California. That's right. That's right. You're right. Where yeah. they're hiding out. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the trip to Valverde took 11 hours mm-hmm. from LAX. Yeah, sure. So this little island that he's going to is actually it's off of Santa Barbara or something, right? Like San Simone. Yeah, something like that. San Simone, yeah, off of, off the coast of Santa Barbara. Now, yeah, so now this is Valverde. Now it's Valverde. It's the only time they ever go, go there. Yeah. Although actually, in Die Hard two, they take off from Valverde because yeah. they've got the general. 
Yeah, something else. Uh, nice little blood clot coming out of his nose. Yeah, and he's all pal- the, the, the little dead pallor and shit. Okay, and uh, yeah, now we gotta no, want to make sure we didn't have Arnold naked in this movie, so no, we gave him the speedo. Now we have Arnold his little speedo. I'll fucking head us on the break loose. <laughs> I just want to make sure that everyone can tell I was Mr. Universe. Yes, he was. <laughs> and Mr. Olympia. And she's all, happy. She all happy and shit now. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you know. Well, two hours ago. Look, look like, at him. Dude's, dude's a pretty great god. Pretty fucking jack, man. Well, he played Hercules. Well, I will say, uh, I don't look anything like that. But if I did, I'd probably walk around the speedo more often. Damn right, I would. I do that just Let's do it. <laughs> I say if we look like that I don't look uh, like that I can admit that well, Either way yeah, Tomato tomato I still don't know <laughs> <laughs> you just walking around the speedo all day so hey, the Val- Sorry, y'all. I, I just have to say The Valverde airport terminal Looks suspiciously like The Long Beach terminal It does <laughs> I don't know if it actually is or not Wait But look at it Dr- yeah, dressing, yeah dressing the shit up doesn't that, it looks like, it looks like it the Long Beach like, terminal? It looks, like, it looks it? like Long Beach Airport. Yeah. Okay. See, so he didn't. He didn't actually use the fence. No, he didn't. He just he got the right. shore. All right. So now Arnold's in, and now we're gonna have the montage gear up, which I always love, because I always cut the music real like. <laughs> he was pretty badass though. But but in the lead up, we still get all of this wonderful, hey, beautiful <laughs> music <laughs> with the saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> All the different goddamn weapons. Put some body paint on for camouflage. Even though it's not necessary. And now we got Arnold ready to go. Let me stack up with so many guns that I couldn't hardly walk if I had to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, another thing about this mansion that he's about to invade. This is the exact same mansion from the climax of Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, yeah? Same mansion. The Howard, <laughs> the Howard Lloyd Estate in Beverly Hills. And this looks like... That looks like San Pedro. San Simone. Right yeah, San Simone. But yeah, it does look like San Pedro. Mm-hmm. Simeon or Simone. I believe it's in the And he's got rangefinder binoculars. Yeah. Now he's got all his goddamn weapons. This is now, now it's the beginning of the most ridiculous fucking actions, action sequence probably in the history of film. No, actually, I take that back. Probably it's not the most ridiculous. Yeah, Endgame has the most ridiculous one. Or any of the Lord of the Rings movies have more ridiculous than this. There's, there's, it's a long list if you want to get ridiculous. I mean, this one's pretty pretty out there, but... Star Wars has some ridiculous ones, too. Yeah, that is, that is fucking Long Beach. Because <laughs> I, I flew off of Long it, Beach. It doesn't, it doesn't even look like they dressed it up that much. It's Long Beach. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Damn, yeah, it is. Now, if you go to the new terminal they just finished, it looks a hell of a lot nicer. No, but this, yeah, this is Long Beach right here. The buildings and everything. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Who would that? Well, it's still inside this inside the uh, studio zone, so yeah, yeah, Long yeah. Beach makes sense. Who's the dead body? <laughs> Is that our guy? I, I like that he had to stop and put the uh, tiger stripes on his face for a daytime raid. <laughs> like I said, the fucking like I said, the camouflage are done really ne- not really necessary. Movie magic. Movie magic. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Long Beach. Yep. <laughs> He's so ashy. Oh, and man, sweaty. <laughs> He's doing a lot of sweating for a dead guy. Yes, he is. 
<laughs> and actually, coincidentally, like I said, the same mansion from Beverly Hills Cop, and both characters are there to rescue a chick named Jenny. Because in Beverly nice. Hills Cop, Beverly Hills Cop, he was there to save his friend Jenny Summers. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Crazy man. Another Eddie Murphy connection. Oh, he's put on some claymores. Killed our first dude. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know why he stabbed him in the belly, though. No, I'm good either. He, still, he can still scream if he's been stabbed in the belly. That's true. He does it better with the next guy, and he slashes <laughs> his throat. <laughs> the dictator killed her. Hmm. With pleasure. All right. With pleasure. Mm-hmm. Slice his poor brother's throat. That's a slow slice, though. Yeah. And then you don't really, you don't really didn't, see it. didn't really get that yeah, deep, yeah, 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 yeah. Really It was really it. superficial. Mm-hmm. I think that just turns you into, uh, what was that guy's name from uh, Godfather Part 2? The one who kept trying to kill, uh, that Corleone finally had to murder? I know what you're talking about, that name. Yeah, that, that from ear to ear? No, yeah. It's yeah. That's a quote from, from Mortal Kombat, the movie. All right, now we start the action. Got some gun shooting. Stuntman fall from oh yeah. Well, the balsa. I mean, they really should make those hand railings out of more than balsa wood. Become <laughs> <laughs> this shit. And rigs explosion on the claymores, and you see the dummies in front of the building not moving. Well, the best part with that is that uh, mm-hmm. apparently claymores are actually somewhat closer to I don't know 35, 40 pounds of C four. Yeah. <laughs> Quite certain that the, the claymore wouldn't blow the building up yeah. quite like that. <laughs> Maybe if you were like directly on a gas line or something. But Again, more dummies, more not, movie magic. Not, more dummies standing in front of the building, not going down. Well, they 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 connected them to the ground too too well. Way too well. Oh, oh. now we learn. Let me throw my <laughs> formless shoulder into this door. <laughs> my formless body. <laughs> Okay, you. fine. I guess I'm gonna have to morph through this balsa wood wall. <laughs> <laughs> he still loses his balance every time. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> He's getting so much no, fucking so- sequence on his pants, dude. All right, so now we're starting the actual, okay. actual sequence. So I actually go down Sorry, the list. No, no, I go down the list of the, of the fucking. I know other fucking uh, weapons he uses because like there's one sequence where he just goes through each one. All right, first off. Rocket launcher. Blows up a Jeep. <laughs> Which is dope. Yep. And blows up the door. Boom. And now we go inside here. Now we get the main crux of the violence. Mm-hmm. A lot of guns. Let's see. Now the first thing How you often do... do people reload? Yeah, not very often at all. <laughs> at all. Now the first gun he uses is a Belmont... M78 light machine gun. That's the one he's using, main one he's using right now. Hmm. Gentleman Kirby. Uh oh. Well, I guess he must have a lot of those sweaters. Yes, he does. Either that or he must stink like mm-hmm. all hell and damnation. Yeah, he's using that light machine gun, boy. wonder what his deodorant budget must be. It's hot as hell in California to be wearing a sweater. Yes, it is. He's tearing them, tearing them up with that damn machine gun. Look at this. Like, just mowing him down. And he's not even really aiming. He's literally shooting from the hip the whole time. Yeah, he is. But he's being effective. Because they, they're just standing in the middle. No exposure, no cover. And with the, with the fucking grenades and shit. Which probably makes you do flippies. This is like two dozen soldiers. Like fucking, with one dude out in the open. Not one of them getting a fucking beat on him. 
You know, the only time I've seen something like this in a movie mm-hmm. that was realistic mm-hmm. is the end of Scarface. <laughs> That's when it was realistic because they just massacred that dude when it's one against nine. Okay, now this is what it is. Goes under, go, uh, drops down, comes up with an Uzi. <laughs> and each, each, like, this is the bush scene, I call it. Go drops another bush, comes out another weapon. Desert Eagle. <laughs> because you want a 50 caliber pistol instead of something. Oh, another move, control. shotgun. Go find another bush, shotgun. And that was actually a uh, model uh, 870 uh, combat shotgun. And now his one moment where he's wounded and it's from a grenade and it kind of blows him up a little bit, but... like Not that bad. Not that bad at all. Just <laughs> enough to get a little limp. <laughs> no, and then he, he <laughs> go, and it goes into the shed here, takes off his jacket, and you see his little gash from a grenade. Little cool. gash from a grenade. That's... That, I mean, that's that's accurate. A little gash from a grenade. That's realistic. It happens all the time. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. They actually changed this scene, too. In Germany, you mean? No. No, in general. Like, fucking, like... Uh, the original... <laughs> I'm sure you the part where they changed it. And then, they tra- and then I'll tell you what they changed it, too. I'm like, really? So they shooting up the shed. Again, nothing. Well, it's because he, he got really, really, like, flat to the ground. Of course he did. But he's able to get up. Come with a pitchfork. Slice this dude's head off. Scalp a motherfucker. This is the part they changed. Okay. This here, cuff the arm. Yeah. <laughs> what they were supposed to do, he was supposed to grab the arm and actually beat the dude with it. <laughs> beat the guy it's, with the arm. It's safe. Need a hand and stop beating him with the fucking dead arm. <laughs> but it, they thought that was too much. No, they should have kept that in. <laughs> that At was a that, certain point, you've already jumped the shark. Just ride that it, was the original ride that thing thing. straight toward the gates of hell, man. The scene was never filmed. <laughs> and now this last little... Uh, this is like one of the mm-hmm. only basements in California, too, apparently. Yeah, sure. <laughs> big basement. Now, big this basement. last little sequence here with the gun is actually a... Uh, what is it? Here we go. Uh, the M60 oh, yeah. belt-fed machine gun. Dude, I shot one of those. This is the... That's yeah, me fun. too. Yeah, this is the one where fucking... Um, it's almost identical to Rambo. Because remember, he has the same yeah. shit, but he's shooting up like the fucking... Um, Command Center. And he's also doing it with M60. The other thing that's movie magic here is how many times he's run out of bullets, but he just keeps getting longer and longer, longer. And the fact he's wide open, with no shirt on, still can't touch him. Oh my God, bro. Well, I mean, apparently everyone's just like really, really fucked up on cocaine or cotton or something, so... <laughs> they're all they're all high out of their minds. They can't take a shot to save their lives. That would be something of a viable excuse. <laughs> something of a viable excuse. But still, man. Well, dude, I ever tell you about the first time I shot an AK? Mm-mm. No. So I used to think because I was just as a kid, like you see, like the news or whatever, you watch like Black Hawk Down or whatever. Mm-hmm. I used to think it was a shitty gun, mm-hmm. and I was just using iron sights. And dude, I was putting it exactly where I wanted it to be down down range. I started talking with a couple of my, my friends, like my dad's friends, these older guys have been in the military and shit. And they explained it to me, like like those guys in like well, Somalia or whatever, they're all just spray and pray. 
They're all fucked up on drugs and they're just out there shooting. They don't have any discipline whatsoever. And so, like, mm-hmm. they, if they hit somebody, it's because they're lucky. <laughs> uh, this shit here falls from at least 20 feet. Well, I like that he's in the middle of combat with a cigar. I, I yeah, he's he in the house. Yeah, he's in the house Cause, with a cigar. Because, you know, he's not going to smell that coming. Jesus Christ. Now you see smoke <laughs> or nothing. Shoots him in the house. <laughs> Adios. You know what's great too? I didn't mm-hmm. even realize at first. So mm-hmm. the way he added his body paint to mm-hmm. make sure to accentuate his muscles. Yes. <laughs> Let me do this one right here around my deltoid. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do this one right here across the yeah. across the tricep. Apparently, Dan Ayeta was actually scared to shoot this. Oh yeah, now he changed it from M16. He's an M16 now. Mm-hmm. Or he took it from one of the guys he killed. Yeah. He apparently, he's real scared to shoot this shit, even with the blanks. That guy what? Yeah, he, he was real scared to shoot it. Yeah. What the hell is he shooting? That looks like oh, some and, weird and, and this thing. whole thing when he's running across the glass thing, mm-hmm. it did the same scene, but on the outside with Eddie Murphy in uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Well, he's running on the outside and he's doing the same shit. If you can shoot it up once, you can shoot it up again. And they actually, I, th- I think they said they modeled this after Scarface. They intentionally modeled this after Scarface. Mm-hmm. This is a, it looks like a star hog. Shoots him through the window, falls to his death. There goes Arius. <sighs> this weird, left. this weird thing here. How the hell did he hear her? Movie magic. How the hell did he? She deep in this basement. How the hell did he hear her? Oh my, my father just knows JD. No, she actually you hear her say <laughs> daddy. <laughs> the that, father that, can that, always hear. That's bad editing. I'm sorry. <laughs> as daddy? opposed, as opposed to the rest of this masterpiece. Point taken. Point taken, man. Dude. But dude, it does stand up. I mean, look, it's yeah. it's a junk it's junk food as far as like mm-hmm. for your brain, but it's mm-hmm. so delicious. You just have to eat it. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's like the it's like the old Buzz Bunny thing. I'll do it. I'm probably gonna hate myself in the morning. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is it verbatim. Yeah. Daddy. Oh. Threaten poor Alyssa Milano. You don't do that, old shapeless guy. <laughs> He's just morphing from one scene to the next. Bit has a gross body. Talking about you, special forces. Get the fuck out of here, bro. He's so weird. Come on, John. I don't need. I don't need that, John. I'm getting out, John. Maybe, maybe the reason he got thrown out was because he refused PT. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, he refused PT. Your, your scores have not been up to par. Yeah. If you want to stick with this unit. And how, like, fucking Arnold was kind of enticing him. Like, like, you want to kill him yourself, don't you? Yes. <laughs> you want to see my face if the knife is a You want to see that, huh? Like, yes. Yeah. I want to see it. I want to see it. Yeah, he's so gross. <laughs> yeah, it's all gross. Come on. Yeah. Chicken shit gun. Here's the knife. Yeah, look at him. Oh, yeah. You want to see the knife, don't you? See, turn inside with your yes. <laughs> Those big, creepy eyes. Come on, John. You know you want to. Come on, Bennett. Let's party. I don't need the gun, which is a dumbass thing to do. <laughs> Seriously. I don't need this gun. I don't need this gun. I'll get you, John. I don't need no gun. I'm gonna use this knife. Oh my god. 
<laughs> Ain't no way in hell this dude's a formidable threat to fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. Seriously. The, spin- the way he was holding... No, the spindle-ass arms. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Well, the way he was holding the knife with both hands. It just shows his <laughs> You are nowhere <laughs> near fucking special voices. Are you kidding me? Okay, you got a cut in on him. Well, I mean, that was scripted. <laughs> yeah. But also, there's some... Uh, actually, there's some alternative takes on the fucking when he dies. Yeah, he's gonna... Of course, he's gonna die first. I mean, he's the bad guy. In an 80s movie. Yeah, he's gonna die. He's gonna die horribly. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, I said to myself, like, actually, um, what was I going to say? Fucking the uh, character he did in fucking uh, Mad Max, they did a, remember they did the parody in Weird Science? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was him. When yeah, no, I know. He was in Weird Science. Yeah, right? he had that, when they had the World, Road Warrior people come to uh, Gary and Wyatt's party. It was him, yeah. <laughs> he also he also did another movie, uh, Shrimp on the Barbie with fucking Cheech Marin that I love. Oof. What the hell is up with this oh, place? Oh, now he's strong enough to rip off a goddamn... Well, uh, it's got a, like, giant fucking furnace downstairs. Where the hell did that come from? Uh, Are they in the middle of a ship? Yeah, it, look, yeah, it, look, yeah, it looks <laughs> what like... What is the, this? It looks like the basement of a goddamn uh, warehouse, as opposed to a really nice mansion. A warehouse or, like, maybe, like I said, like, it's a maybe, ship. Maybe a ship, yeah. It's, like, full steam ahead for the Titanic. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get you. Like, arms are stronger than you are. Come on, man. Come on, come on, come on! I'm gonna get you. So gross looking. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> then it is so gross looking. Uh, well, but I mean, he kind of has to for the part, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah you gotta be, you gotta be go test for the bad guy. I mean, he survives electrocution, able to get another punch in. <laughs> it comes off it like it wasn't nothing either. Yeah, pure electrocution now. Oh, yeah, hit him. Yeah, yeah, come on, John. <laughs> he can't throw a punch for shit. No, he can't. Was... Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, I know. <laughs> Pull his ass on <laughs> I like this editing, though. Yeah, that was good. Okay, now we're going to, now we got the death scene coming up. We've got some alternative takes. <laughs> and the fan, yeah, nah, we pipe through the chest. Which is actually a really good effect visually. Yeah. With the steam coming out the pipe. And here's the big line. Let off some steam, Bennett. Okay, so the alternative... <laughs> now, now, the alternative takes of that... Uh, this is just... No, 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 listen, listen. Okay. I'm, I'm going to do the alternative takes. Oh, wait, and I love how she loves the fact that he, he is so funny in the murdering of her captor. Yeah. <laughs> Thumbs up. <laughs> Good job, Dad. Good job, Dad. All right, so... Your alter- English is really coming along. So the alternative takes were... I hit small talk. That's one. With I, him still shoving yeah, yeah. pipe through I think it's too much pressure for you, Bennett. That's two. And <laughs> couldn't take the pressure, Bennett. Three. Those are the three alternative yeah, texts yeah. that they used. That's pretty good. Were they were they always from what you saw? Were they always gonna jam a pipe through his chest? Yeah, there's always a thing, but these are like different. Like, see, one-liners. I kept thinking they're gonna throw him in the fire. That would've been cool. Yeah, I'll send him to hell because he's a. Uh, now here comes uh, General Franklin Kirby in the uh, in the cavalry. Always late. Here for cleanup. But he's got that wonderful sweater rocking and rolling. On the beach. Who is his ass? They're all pointing guns at him. He's like, hey, I'm armed with a child. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, when I want to shoot me, okay? Chill out. This is like all in all, this motherfucker. Look at him. He's magnificent. 
There's a, there's a, there's a, look at, look at, look at, look at, General Kirby. God damn it. It's fantastic. <laughs> anything left, anything left for us? Just bodies. I want you to come back. I want you to come back work for us, man. Come on. This is the last time. Now we're getting to some 80s rock. He didn't wax his chest. He's all furry. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I, it looks like they removed the it must have been It must have been out of competition. Yeah. Until the next time. Yeah. You and the girl look at it. And then you see Draydon Chong coming out the boat. Like, fucking, like, they always going to be together. You know, I'd at least try to see if I could get the general to hook me up with, like, getting that bullet no out of my chance. arm. Yeah. And that's the last words in the movie. He starts going towards the ship. Yeah, yeah that's right, daddy. That's right. And this part always wears me out. If she starts hugging the girl, the girls start hugging like they've been fucking lost, like their long lost friends. Yeah, none of that makes any sense whatsoever. I'd be like, Dad, who is this chick? Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, is this new mommy? Why are you? Why are you with this woman? Yeah, why'd you bring new mommy? <laughs> He's like, Yeah, that's bad right there. <laughs> and now, and now, uh, uh, the copy we have doesn't have the any music, but the the, the we uh, <laughs> we fight for love by Power Station. <laughs> That's what's playing right now as they fly away in the fucking sea boat. Well, but that was the thing with like those '80s and early '90s movies. You couldn't just have the movie; you had to have the song to go with it. Like, do you remember the the song for Lethal Weapon? Because even love can be a lethal weapon. Oh yeah! Hey, remember that? Oh one? yeah! <laughs> oh my god, dude! It was like the thing, and you know what I blame? It's uh, it's uh, Saturday Night Fever. Oh yeah, because yeah, after, after, after that, song, after that, everybody's yeah. like, "Oh, I gotta have the song to go along with it. We gotta have this music." Like Maniac and what a feeling for Flashdance and all that shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, so just a couple things now that the movie's over and we see the credits of all the stunt people and all that good stuff. Because there's a ton of stunt guys in this. Obviously. But uh, uh, as far as the actual success of the movie goes, it actually was the seventh highest grossing R-rated movie of 1985 and the 25, the 25th highest grossing movie of the year all around. Dude, they made it for only about $10 million. Yeah. So, 57 That's not bad for the 80s, man. That's, so it, that's killer. It, it, was a, it was a commercial success. Yep. Now, the official body count for this movie, 109 people. <laughs> 102 of which were killed by Arnold. Yeah. And, and the pe- and the number of people that were killed in the assault on this last little the little climax, eighty one. That yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, he's not really a subtle guy. Yeah. So uh, the director himself said, the director of Mark Lester said, this is his favorite movie that he's done, and he calls it the quintessential eighties action movie. Obviously, it's, it's his thing. I mean, it's definitely definitely top five. Yeah. But uh, one little piece of legacy of this movie that a lot of people don't even realize, um, they were actually going to make a sequel to this. movie. Really? Yeah. There was actually a sequel plan written by Stephen E. D'Souza. Uh, and it was based on a book called Nothing Lasts Forever by Roger Thorpe. Arnold wasn't interested in reprising the role, so they took their script and turned it into Die Hard. Oh, shit. Die Hard was supposed to be Commando 2. That's killer, man. That's great. Yeah. And, and t- actually, I mean, look, nothing against, nothing against this movie, because like I said, this one's pure junk food. Mm-hmm. But where they took it, what they did with Die Hard, mm-hmm. it, it's fantastic. Because they, they really, I think it was one of the first first action movies to really bridge that gap from like fantastic over the top mm-hmm. to something approaching reality. Yeah. I mean, it still pushes the edge with the whole swinging off the roof thing. And mm-hmm. 
couple of things that happened in it, but I mean, it was it was pretty damn fantastic to like put it more in, in the real world. You know, I personally think that one of Die Hard's greatest contributions to film, the European villain. Yeah, because remember that after Die Hard, there was a ton of them. Every damn near every major action movie, the villain was from Europe, German or English or some shit like that. And fucking, well, a lot of people, shouldn't some, trust him, yeah. some <laughs> people killed it, some people didn't. You know, got people like yeah. Jeremy Irons, Charles Dance did one. You know, a bunch of people did shit like this, man. I forgot to do. I forgot the name of the dude from fucking um, Passenger Fifty Seven, but he was pretty much. Oh yeah, he was pretty much almost to T uh, Hans Gruber ripoff. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, if somebody else has already done it for you, why why re you know why reinvent the wheel? Exactly. Yeah. Just, just run with it. You, yeah. you can see where you're supposed to go. Yeah. So that was Commando, folks. And like I said, Rambo and Commando came out. Rambo two and Commando came out the same year. Of the two, Rambo obviously was the more successful one because, in fact, I think it was like number two movie of the year. The only movie that made more money than Rambo two in '85 was Back to the Future. But I think you mean what we just watched was not an ordinary guy. I, I, I'm pretty sure <laughs> what we just watched was not an ordinary guy. In fact, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be the name of this episode. Not, not an ordinary, ordinary guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> one to play one. There wasn't nothing <laughs> ordinary. There was nothing ordinary I, about that. I would say the most ordinary movie that uh, that he'd played in was either uh, Twins or uh, maybe Kindergarten Cop. That might be a little more ordinary. The Kindergarten Cop. Junior Junior's more ordinary than what we just watched. He was playing a pregnant man. <laughs> <laughs> the movie about the world's first pregnant man is more ordinary than this shit here. I agree with that. Dude, it was ridiculous. Oh, my God. But, yeah, yeah like I said, I love this movie. It's one of my favorite Arnold movies. Now, Arnold himself, as I've gotten older, I've come to appreciate Conan the Barbarian as yeah. my favorite Arnold movie. Because like, it's, really? it's, it's a great story. You don't say much. You don't really need to say much because the story for pretty much speaks for itself. And all the wonderful direction and writing by fucking Oliver Stone and John Milius, and then the fantastic score by Basil Paul Darius, I believe is his pronunciation. I love that movie, man. I, that's that's like that's one of my go tos. With like, if I have nothing to watch, I'll just put in Conan. Honestly, I'm probably still stuck with uh, with Kindergarten Cop. I'm gonna be honest about it. I like Kindergarten Cop. I think too. it's I think it's just it's super funny. I like mm-hmm. I like the stuff with the kids. I, um, yeah, I've come to appreciate it more as, as I've got, become an adult. It's just the, the and here's the thing too because they always say right they tell actors don't work with kids or animals because mm-hmm. you know you get upstage or whatever. Mm-hmm. He manages to to knock it upstage. He holds his own. It's cute. It's fun. It's crazy. It's whatever. And if I'm gonna go strictly action. It's Terminator 2 for me. I like Terminator 2 for the action and the innovation in terms of special effects, but of those fran- of that franchise... And, and this is not against Conan. Like, I totally no, no. get where you're going. No, of that franchise, it's not my favorite movie. My favorite movie of the Terminators is the first one. First one's killer. Yeah, so... But see, the thing I like about the first one is it's got that, that really... Kind of that darker vibe a lot of 80s action movies had, like Cobra. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where it's just like I don't know, it's 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 a different level of gritty. Actually, uh, Cobra, uh, I don't know if we ever did this on the, sh- on the show. Cobra is Stallone's version of Beverly Hills Cop. Had yep. he did it? No, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think we had discussion. Yeah, yeah it was just well, for the we, fans. Yeah, I don't think we did on this, but yeah, you and I have. Yeah, yeah, the fans. Yeah, uh, originally, Sylvester Stallone was supposed to be the star of Beverly Hills Cop, the original movie, 
uh, he wrote a treatment for it based on you know his sensibilities, and the name of the character Axel Foley was actually supposed to be Axel Cobretti, and it's supposed to be called the Motor City Cobra. Now, Stallone eventually um, had to part ways with the producers, but he kept that script and he reformed it into Cobra. Which the only major criticism I've got is the ending. Oh, Cobra. Yeah, because I, I think I think and this is just a problem I think you find in general with like a lot of those '80s flicks. Mm-hmm. But I think there was a there was a sense that you're trying to cut it down for time, right? So it ends up being it's like 82 minutes long. Like this one right here was like 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, that side of things, unfortunately, lets you really explore a lot of what you're getting into. Because that whole thing with the uh, the the kind of weird dystopian cult of the the axe murders, that whole thing, and the witness he's trying to protect. I think it could have gone a lot deeper into some really interesting territory, but instead mm-hmm. we end up leaving <laughs> leaving L.A. and then we're just out in the middle of you know freaking apple orchards. <laughs> Speaking on another podcast, there's a comedian named Corey Holcomb that always references Cobra, particularly the villain, because the end where they're like in a I think they're like in a warehouse or something yeah. like that with the, with the fire and all that shit. Who the hell? Who the hell would he pick? <laughs> a split pick. That dude. He always references that shit. It's always fucking hilarious. It's so ridiculous. With that crazy ass uh, knife that he had. Yeah. And I forgot the actress name, but he, his face. Well, it, it has one of the most disturbing opening scenes I think ever filmed. And that's with the guy who comes in and goes crazy and starts shooting the people up in the, uh, in the grocery is, store. Yeah. Which, I mean, like that was at a time where like that kind of shit was unheard of. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a it was a ballsy move on their part to, yeah, to film that and put that out. And how nonchalant Stallone is about it. Yeah, and he's just like, yeah, just <laughs> no. Tuesday in Los Angeles, right, guys? Basically, <laughs> you, you disease, I'm the cure. That shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And actually, they do reference Cobra in Beverly Hills Cop in the second one. Um, at one point, they go to Billy uh, Judge Ronho's apartment. And Eddie, Eddie's like making a phone call in his bedroom. In the bedroom is a poster of Cobra. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, and Brigitte Shit, and Brigitte Nielsen, the the heroine of Cobra, is in Beverly Hills Cop too. Oh, Car- shit. Carla Fry. She's that's like the, right. She's the main villain's girl. Yeah. Yep. Dude, so, I love I love how all that stuff connects. Yeah, it's so too, much bro. more fun that way. Me too, bro. I love that shit. And it, it almost makes you understand why they thought they could make, what was that, uh, was it Last Action Hero? Yeah. I understand why they thought they could make it, mm-hmm. but they shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cameos out the ass, too. But my, my, but my favorite thing in that thing is uh, fucking the post of Stallone as the Terminator. <laughs> I thought that was great. And then, like, another, another thing, oh another thing of Arnold picking up Stallone. <laughs> Twins, when he like he's walking by the yeah. poster of Rambo, he's like really the muscle, like ain't nothing. <laughs> I love that shit, man. Nah, <laughs> he just runs walk laughing, walk away laughing. <laughs> man, those are two guys you can always tell are having an absolute blast with whatever it is they're doing on screen. Yeah, man. No, particularly Arnold. Yeah, yeah. That, that, you just tell that's a dude that's just like just used to getting his own way. Well, but like, like we were talking about the, the mm-hmm. last amount of this made in the podcast or not, mm-hmm. if you look at the, the total body of their work, Stallone's the only one who's really had a lot of seriously dramatic roles. True. Like, Arnold's is always just, I'm going to show up and have a blast. 
I'm either going to show up and I'm going to play like a robot, a bad guy, or I'm going to get ridiculous over the top and shoot a million guns and not get shot or any of this other shit, like in Commando. Like, if he's not doing that, then he's doing comedy, um, hanging out with Danny DeVito. all playing with a bunch of little kids. And yeah, exactly. Or being the first pregnant man. Like, I think out of anybody, when you really look at the totality of his work, the mm-hmm. guy who's had the most fun is absolutely Arnold. Yeah. But the one, like, like you said, the one with the best dramatic output is Stallone. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so... But, I mean, that was always his way to go. I mean, mm-hmm. Stallone started out as a writer. He went to AFI. He wanted to be a director. He wanted to do... He was always more interested in the filmmaking art side of it. Yeah. Whereas it seems like, you know, Arnold just kind of fell into it mm-hmm. and realized you know, it can be a blast. Like, you know, he, he basically, mm-hmm. for him, it seems like it became one of these things that it filled some time and made some money. Mm-hmm. And it's just a hell of a good thing to do if you're lucky enough to get into it. And I always feel that Stallone is always, like, underwritten or like underrated as a director and writer because like, he, 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 he writes some great shit and he directed some great movies yeah so fucking like give him a break man like, well and, look and even if you want like we were talking about before like with Cobra mm-hmm. ending wasn't the strongest it wasn't as strong as the open and a lot of that stuff mm-hmm. but I mean you know the, the guy wrote it by himself I think I heard in like a couple of weeks when he wrote that one like it wasn't mm-hmm. he didn't spend it wasn't his opus yeah and honestly Rocky yeah Holy shit, right? right. For, for a first real time out? Mm-hmm. I mean... Not that goddamn part, man. Yeah, I mean, if nothing else, you got to respect the man forever as an actor and a writer in that one, because he killed it. And then he directed, what, like, three of... Yeah, he threw three of the sequels. Yep. Two, three, and four. Rocky two, three, and four, he directed them. Which would kill her. And those are, yeah, those are like the, the ones that people always reference. Especially, yep. especially fucking three and four. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, the four gets referenced all the all, time. All the time. Especially on Family Guy. Yeah. They love Rocky IV. <laughs> Who doesn't love Rocky IV? Yeah, but they really love Rocky And then they used to slide the music like like Target commercials now. Like the... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Either shit Target commercials now. And the Hearts on Fire shit. I, I, I've seen it in montages and a bunch of shit. Tickle on Family Guy. They even recreate the entire montage. Oh, yeah. Have Stewie and yeah, uh, Brian Stewie working Brian, out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did the farm and everything. And climbing the mountain and all that shit. Drago. Which, he does the, you know, the Drago which, shit. Which, when he's training out there, yeah. that area, that's actually outside of Jackson, Wyoming. That's where I'm from. Yeah. So, don't go there in the winter because it sucks. It looks like I saw Rocky it. Ford. Yeah, I saw it, yeah. <laughs> Ten feet of snow, man. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, again, folks, we hope you really enjoyed this uh, show as much as we did watching it. Like I said, we both love the movie and we both love talking about it. And I hope you learned some uh, wonderful little facts about this crazy little piece of 80s action. Now, as far as our next show goes, I would like to try something different. Plus, um, the fact, uh, at this point, we're actually uh, gotten to a point now where we may uh, switch over to Spotify. Well, we'll, we'll add that. We're not going to drop anything. So if you got us on Podbean or yeah. iTunes, we got that. We're going to add Spotify as well. Yeah. We've got our minimum number of episodes. So. That's, that's right. And uh, I think it'd be cool if we did a and a right, I'm up for that. For the first time. So we ask our friends because like, we have a lot of friends on like uh, different platforms. Like Usually the uh, either the uh, Dropping That Culture Facebook page or Velsaverse Facebook page or just... Our general pages in general, like we just have friends ask us questions, we can answer them on the air. You know, shout our people out. You know what I'm saying? And you can learn a little bit about us. And uh, and if you want to guarantee that your question is one of the ones that gets uh, read, we will read it aloud mm-hmm. along with the review. Post a review on either Podbean, iTunes, or once we're on Spotify on Spotify, mm-hmm. we will read out 
whatever it is, regardless of whatever it is you want to say. And if you want to, you want to have JD read it as Gary Busey, that's always an option. Now, next week, uh, I'm actually uh, out of country. I'm going to be uh, traveling for a week with, uh, with my wife and her family. Mm-hmm. But we'll be back the week after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. We'll jump into it. So you got a little bit of time. Think about what you want to ask us and where you want this to go. I got a lot of friends. I know they're going to ask some weird shit. Oh, I'm, I'm on board. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, folks, we hope you enjoyed the show. Again, uh, check out our sponsors uh, for a particular program. Uh, Belsaverse, go to uh, teespring.com. Look at the Belsaverse store. Get some of that Belsaverse merch, people. Go to ushooker.com. Uh, actually, there's fantastic products if you're, uh, you're into rugby. And if you're not, have some fun with it. Walk around with a shirt that tells people you're a hooker. It's great. <laughs> I will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, this has been uh, Dropping That Culture with JD and AJ. I'm JD. And I'm AJ. I hope you all folks have a good night. Peace. Later.